two fishermen made the grim discovery last night. They found the head of a young child under this bridge where they were fishing. The location is just along the Florida Turnpike at the 130-mile marker, one mile north of the Indian River-St. Lucie County line, just west of Vero Beach. Highway patrolmen, Vero Beach rescue workers, and Indian River Sheriff's deputies searched the canal through the night. Around 3 o'clock this morning, the remains were brought here to the medical examiner's office at Indian River Memorial Hospital, where the autopsy was performed. Later, a family representative brought Adam Walsh's dental records here. A sheriff's department spokesman confirmed the findings of Indian River medical examiner Franklin Cox. They identified it by dental records, which were brought up here by the Hollywood uh, Police Department. The remains were not so badly decomposed as a visual identification was not impossible by somebody who was familiar and knew the boy. Anyway, that, that area could be checked again. Throughout the morning, a search of the canal continued, but no other remains were found. Hollywood police detectives say they will assume charge of the case from here. There's going to be a search uh, from, you know, Indian River County south uh, back to Broward County. Attempts of uh, locating, uh, you know, any other evidence. Hollywood police say they'll ask other agencies for air assistance in looking for more physical evidence. Detectives say they'll pursue earlier leads in hopes of finding out how Adam Walsh's head ended up in the canal in this remote area. Adam Walsh is no longer a missing person, but now detectives begin another search for whomever is responsible for his horrible death. Late today, the remains of Adam Walsh were taken to the Broward Medical Examiner's Office for a more complete autopsy. Steve Bosque, Newswatch 10, Indian River County. Good evening and welcome to Reexamined with Megan Walsh. I am Megan's co-host, Gino. Megan, how are you tonight? I am good, Gino, and I think I remembered to unmute. Let's just start out. <laughs> five by five, I can hear you loud and clear. Yeah, how are you doing? Doing great. Getting excited for this show. Our fifth episode already. I know we're going to say that every single week, but it is crazy. Five episodes into it already. And tonight's going to be a great episode. Tonight, we're getting into some of the physical evidence, or the so-called physical evidence, whatever way you look at it. We'll see. It's it's up to you to decide, the viewer. We're just here to help, not push a narrative, but show the evidence and let you figure out what's going on. I, Megan, it's 42 years since Adam's disappearance. And I know it was, what, 2014 when Otis Toole was convicted as the uh, so-called murderer of Adam. Um, and the head was really the first piece of evidence that was presented publicly in the papers that kind of put out the narrative like, yep, this is the little boy that's been missing. It's a horrible crime. Fear struck the nation. Um, they put out pictures of this, you know, of some sus suspects. It wasn't out of stool at this point, but uh, some pictures and stuff. And of course, all these guys look shady as all get out. Scary looking composite drawings. But fast forward, that's 83. Bad. He's convicted, so or uh, not convicted, but but as the main suspect in 83. So we're going to go through that tonight systematically, as we've done every week. Um, we have a few things to show, some evidence, and Megan's going to explain as we go along. Sorry, you're, you're, you have the floor now. <laughs> I'm going to hand it over to you. You're it's the expert. Me. So I wanted to go over just the beginning uh, little clip, and, you know, I want people to note that this, this, 
report is out of Indian River County. Okay, it's not out of Hollywood. It's not Broward County. This is Indian River County, which is Vero Beach. We've gone over, I've mentioned before that John Monahan, my father's boss, uh, the diplomat, one of them was uh, already, you know, we have evidence of him already going up to uh, Vero Beach and having meetings, um, you know, prior to Adam's, you know, so-called remains, his head being found in Vero Beach. So um, I wanted to kind of draw attention to the fact that the reporting is out of Indian River County. And then because that's where the, the remains were found and then uh, it was transferred down to Broward County. When we look at the reports, um, and again, there's so many, you guys, that again, they're all available, um, but we see discrepancies with the autopsies, whether there were autopsies done. Uh, at one point, it says that no internal autopsy was done. Um, there's, you know, notes about machete marks on the back of the neck, but then exclude um, a small scalp, you know, a small incision, which looks to be from a scalpel. Um, and then we see, you know, my father having a late night meeting after he returns from Good Morning America, which those that know the story, story know that he was in New York for Good Morning America. When he got the call saying that they found remains, they weren't sure if they were Adams or not, and that he should continue and go on uh, the mainstream media, which from the perspective we're looking at is a significant detail uh, that he was pushed to go on the mainstream media and still, you know, put it out that they were looking for Adam and, and they hoped that he, uh, you know, was still out there somewhere. So when he arrived back to Vero Beach uh, in the River County, uh, you know, about, you know, after this interview, he has a meeting with Dr. Wright, who is the coroner. Um, you know, it seems to, we've seen congruencies in other cases like Brian Laundrie, where there's coroner, you know, issues or the coroner comes up, uh, also identified by teeth and a, a skull, but I digress. Um, he has a meeting with Dr. Wright where, you know, they discuss the remains. They say, yeah, this is most likely, you know, Adams. And, uh, you know, he said, then there's this whole diatribe, kind of like the lamps, Gino, about um, a whole diatribe about this coroner giving my father a pep talk about how, you know, don't let this be in vain and you don't have to let this be in vain. And my father's used that line ever since, you know, this this whole not letting my brother's murder be in vain. So that's interesting when it's repeated like that. Um, and when this this meeting occurs and my father goes on to, you know, do what he went on to do. Um, so a lot of discrepancies, um, mishandling, we'll get into it, of the machete. I don't know if you want to pull that up. I know it was a little out of order, but it's coming up. So the machete we'll get into later, but mishandling of evidence. Uh, and then we see this oddest tool, conf you know, confess later again after Henry Lee Lucas, his lover, had been confessing to crimes in Texas and getting great rewards and incentives through the police for closing cold cases. So then we have oddest tool confessing uh, to Adams when, you know, that's actually an argument that a lot of people bring up regarding uh, the Jeffrey Dahmer possibility of uh, him killing Adam. A lot of people are adamant uh, to say, you know, Jeffrey Dahmer's victims were not young boys. Uh, he wasn't into that. And so when we actually hold true to that and we look at patterns and we look at Otis Tool, 
you know, the only real conviction that he was ever actually convicted of was arson uh, and deaths, you know, from that uh, arson. And, you know, he recanted thereafter. But this is where we see, you know, a lot of people in the beginning reporting this van that Adam's taken in. And then all of a sudden it switches to a white Cadillac and it's Otis Tool. And again, these ugly faces, uh, which Otis Tool, as we've talked about, and Henry Lee Lucas both you know, mock, if you will, the public in regards to us all believing uh, these fall guy faces, uh, you know, that they take ugly faces, the, the three letter agencies taking uh, ugly faces and putting them in the media for us to be scared and not question, you know, if there's deeper aspects or who's really doing it possibly. Megan, you brought up the coroner and how he was kind of the cheerleader for John Walsh in the early days. And, you know, don't let this murder go in vain, John. Kind of like, you know, just patting him on the back saying, John, go on to bigger and better things and, and make your voice heard. And it reminded me of this picture we showed, I think it was last week, of this <laughs> behind-the-camera look at your dad, posed, shirt undone, looking uh, ready for TV. And yeah. I don't know, just just kind of reminded me of that. And you've got a corner, I, I mean... Maybe coroners do that every now and then, I, I suppose. Maybe they try to, you know, build the person up who's been torn apart by such a heinous crime. But for crying out yeah. loud, I mean, like, don't let it go in vain. That just seems like an odd thing to say. Yeah, I mean, to me, that would like when reading the documents and others obviously on our team have as well, when reading them, they come across more in terms of like, hey, we might have gotten this ID wrong. Uh, but you know, the story's already out, so don't let it be in vain, possibly, if that makes sense. Um, and you know, this is where I'll also bring in another, uh, you know, modern day example that we have that, you know, cost me a lot, got me in a lot of trouble for looking into, which is the, um, Brandon Gilly case and Tammy Gilly out of Indian River County. Um, he was in uh, prison transport with a guy by the name of Brad Martinez, and Brad Martinez was killed in transport, and there was a lot of controversy on whether the Indian River Sheriff's Department was involved in that. There's missing clips from the footage in the police garage, and he died in custody. So um, Brandon Gilly actually was in that transport vehicle that day and was waiting to get off of probation uh, before coming forward uh, about, you know, what he had witnessed that day. Um, and, you know, with the Indian, because of the fact, I should say that the Indian River County Police have a history of retaliation, of setting people up, of push, threatening and pushing people out of town. Um, if you have anything to say about them or, or anyone affiliated with them. And now we've seen that with my children. We've seen that with the past years, um, very sadly. And, you know, my father has had great connections within the department for the past 42 years, ironically, since the head was found, the head of what was We have to then ask ourselves, you know, what the head of what was found here, especially when we see the operations and, you know, again, me growing up with kids of ex-drug traffickers, my dad's friends, Hank Asher being, you know, ex-drug traffickers and that kind of a thing, as well as a lot of rumors and questions about the head. You know, we, you know, we've been promising this episode, we've been talking about it and you know, for to see elements like the lack of the extreme lack of decomposition on the head uh, when it was found in marshy water, 
um, you know, apparently, you know, or at that time, we know that Adam had been gone two weeks by the time it was found. Um, you know, there were different accounts of it, whether it was in a plastic bag or it wasn't. Ironically, the coroner noted that the only injury that they found on the on the face was actually right here on the nose. Um, so that's a very eerie thing. And then we can pull in things like people know I've mentioned, uh, you know, that I got an email last year from you know, the, the psychic, one of the psychics. So we see this theme of psychics, which is, which is CIA. Let's just say that we see it here. We see it with Tim Ballard and OUR hiding that and the use of a psychic. Um, but one of the psychics that they used to try to find Adam uh, wrote me an email last year. I mean, she must be in her eighties at this point and uh, told me that actually when the head was found that the hair was dyed red and that not many people knew that. So there's a lot of discrepancies. You know, if this is a straightforward case where the coroner reports, why is there discrepancies in, in the autopsies? And, uh, you know, I think that might segue into your next uh, slides, Gino, as, as far as yes. the testing and, and all of that. Well, we're going to, yeah, we'll get there in a second. I wanted to show the audience the area where this happened. Um, and so this is about 120 miles north of Hollywood, correct? Roughly? Correct, yeah. Okay, so Vero Beach, uh, there's a canal, and that's where the head was. Uh, two witnesses called the police and says, hey, we, we see human remains. And they, they weren't sure if it was a body or just a head at the time, but turned out it was uh, supposedly just a head. That was mile 130. Uh, mile marker 130 this is in 1981 the photos the aerial views and uh, shots of the canal and the vegetation hadn't overgrown this area yet um, but you fast forward to 2011 with a more modern picture and this it becomes actually if, if you're going to do research on this it actually becomes mile marker 174 not 130 anymore so just so there's no confusion and uh, that is the vegetation that's overtaken it the bridge is still there um, it looks a little more dilapidated, uh, but uh, fenced off. And there are like, you know, alligators and other wildlife in here that could be very dangerous. So I would highly recommend you don't go in there if you are going to visit the area. Um, but that's there that adds a YouTube, there's a youtube of a kid who did go there oh and, my i saw that i yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he, he retraced the that's steps another point yeah. is that you know there are alligators there are turtles there are things that would if remains are out there you know i hate to be grotesque but you know if remains were out there they would be out there too with the remains is that the way to put it gino so, i think that's a good way yeah, it's, it's, you know, I don't know. I It's feasible that the head didn't decompose all the way. That is possible. But we're going to read oh, the report God. here in a little bit, and, and we'll, we'll go through the scientific methods that they used to figure it out back then. Um, but I would think in a infested swamp with all the creatures you just named, I find it difficult to believe that there would be anything left, like skin or, I mean, not to get gross, hair and stuff like that. I just find it very yeah. difficult. And all the, and yeah. not only that, the birds. I mean, what about the birds that come down and, you know, well, this thing's floating for a like, day or two? I mean, there's yeah. vultures out there. Yeah. Like, ironically, my dad went in and bought a bunch of land for a, a land development job, you know, with a bunch of these rancher good old boys years ago. And it was like right out there in the same area. It's all like Everglade type, uh, you know, landscaping and, 
Um, that's a lot of what people, oh, why I brought up Tammy Gilly. I, you guys, sorry. Why I brought up Tammy Gilly too is related to this because Felsmere is, uh, you know, people think of it just as like farmland and, you know, rural, you know, just, just nothing but farmland and cows basically. And if you keep driving West, it actually does turn into Everglades, uh, you know, landscape. It turns into marsh. It turns into where you have to take airboats uh, and different things. And why I was bringing up Brandon Gilly and the police department, not only because of the retaliate, the known retaliation, but the fact that, and this is huge in this, is the fact that uh, her son then went missing when he was going to come out, and he went missing after that. And he actually was found, his remains were found in the, in a backyard in Felsmere, which is like the next town, you know, over from Vero Beach. And, uh, but again, it's, it's not developed like Vero Beach is at all, at all. So um, his remains were found in a backyard where there were children living in the house, people in the house. The people in the house were never investigated. Uh, he was found in a hole in their backyard and they were never investigated. Um, they are connected. The landowners, when we look at the land, are connected. Um, they're a very old family in the area. And, um, and the point here is that not only weren't they were they not investigated, but when, and again, to get gruesome trigger warning, uh, when, when Brandon Gilly's remains were found in the hole in the backyard, he was missing his feet. And uh, his mother requested, she used to work, you know, within the department and, and for the, the county, and she requested his feet, actually. And so the sheriff came and they brought back his feet. They said, here's his feet, your son's feet. So she actually went and had those feet uh, DNA tested. And if people are real, you know, Trump supporters or whatnot, they might know of Tammy Gilly from uh, a couple, you know, what was that, six to eight months ago, the DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, New Hampshire, I believe it was, um, rally. And she is the mother who came forward and, you know, switched her hat to Trump and made a big scene in that rally. So people that are in the know might, she has, she has gone that far. So she's a fighter. Um, people misconstrued in, of course, the media made it what they wanted to, but, um, going back to the point here is that her son's feet were returned she had them dna tested and uh it turned out that they were not her son's feet um they do have a canine program you know many uh, counties do every county does uh and within that program you know cadaver parts are used you know to to find bodies and locate bodies if the dogs are being trained for that so um, she was given feet that were not her son's. Um, it, Gino, is everyone, excuse me, <coughs> starting to, uh, thank you, excuse me. Woo. Um, I don't know if everyone is starting to maybe put two and two together where I might be going with this in regards to the head uh, and a department that might have somewhat of a track record of returning remains that aren't even the person's remains. Yeah. And where are they getting these remains? Are they just going to the morgue and picking somebody's body apart? Like this is sick. 
What is going on there? Well, that's what I mean. Like, you know, I know that for, I, you know, I try to be really level-headed and, and, you know, look at everything. And I know for canine units that, you know, are cadaver dogs, uh, you know, they do say that they train with real, you know, they have to train with real cadavers. So, you know, it's not that this wouldn't be accessible to them, um, but the fact that they're returning, you know, they're not investigating crimes and that could be related or had something, you know, suspicious having to do with them. And then they're returning remains, uh, you know, that, that aren't the victim's remains at all. So, um, it could be something, it could be nothing, but I think that that's significant for me when we're looking at patterns, when we're looking at track records, we're looking at playbooks. Um, and when we have, you know, these, these issues with Adam's, uh, remains that were found. Well, next question, Megan, is if this police department is delivering false evidence back to people or, or remains of people back to their rightful owners, are they that dumb that they don't think some of these people might do DNA testing? I don't, I don't understand that. Yeah. I mean, it, it sucks. Like, I think that people really want all of this stuff to be a lot bigger and more complicated than it is. And I think that that's how we, they've gotten away with it, to be honest, for so long. And yeah, I, I think that they do think that. I think that they take advantage. There's a big theme in all of this from my brother's murder, from my father, from now even into this with police departments is this you know, emotional manipulation, you know, here's victims of a, somebody that's murdered and you just want their remains back. I don't think that they think that, you know, this mother, I don't think would have even gotten the feet tested unless she thought that, unless she already knew about the police department and was questioning them. That's a good point. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get into this first incident report of, um, the head being found. I love comments. Come on guys. Love comments. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. There's lurkers, yeah. but no one's commenting. All right, let We've me move got, this one out of the way. Stop lurking. Start giving us your input. It's okay. Yes. These are all opinions, and we're all looking and questioning and observing. Okay, so this was uh, on August 10th, 1981. On the above stated date and time, the undersigned was called out to accompany Sergeant D. Nalen and Detective uh, Jay Gibbons to Indian River County, Florida, in an investigation of an unknown male white human head found at mile marker 130 in Indian River County on the Florida Turnpike. Upon our arrival to the above mentioned location, we were conducted to the morgue at Indian River County Hospital, where Dr. Frank Franklin Cox was in attendance for the examination. The undersigned photographed the human head at Cox 3 a.m. Sorry, Gino. Cox yeah, go is ahead. That comes up often. Look, yes. I. I uh, encourage everyone to look even in their local articles and things and crimes for Cox. There's always a Cox involved. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was trying <laughs> to. Yeah, I get it. After photographing the human head, the undersigned returned to mile marker 130 with above mentioned detectives and with representatives of the Indian County Sheriff's Department and Highway Patrol, where a search was conducted for physical evidence. No physical evidence was found at this time. At 1240, the undersigned took possession of the human head, which had been identified as that of Adam Walsh, and was then flown to the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office by Channel 7 helicopter to turn over the same to Mr. D.P. Hughes. Uh, see property slip signed by Mr. Hughes at 2.15 p.m. Photos taken by this writer were turned over to Detective Hoffman at headquarters and the 
Negatives were filled in homicide, filed in homicide case folder. Note latent prints of file in Hollywood were turned over to the Sergeant Nalen for future possible identification. Time turned over 1255. And on the above date, parcel remains of the body were found in Indian River County and were positively identified as that of Adam Walsh. Due to this information, this report will be canceled. Wow. And remember, John Monahan is the only one to have seen the remains uh, and identify them. And it is noted that uh, he did not recognize the remains at first and had to go back and even the clean, the uh, alleged cleanup guy, assumed cleanup guy didn't recognize <laughs> me. And, you know, it, it said Cox and the other guy's name. I, you know, I digress because, well, I'll have to dig, you know, I, I get swamped every week, but I'll have to dig back and see because. I do believe I've been saying Dr. Wright the whole time, and I do believe that there's a Dr. Wright involved. I know mm -hmm. that that was his name, so I'm going to have to dig about that. Um, but again, it just, you know, suggesting possible uh, more discrepancies with with what's going on. So, yeah, um, the, the head was transported. Then we know it was kept on ice for, you know, 20 plus years and then, you know, but they still have a funeral, which we'll hit up from an mm -hmm. awesome, awesome uh, supporter, uh, McBray. Everyone give McBray a shout out in the comments, please. We've got some stuff she pulled uh, this week. We love, love when you guys uh, help us with research. And we've been getting tons of messages and tons of great info. So go ahead, Gina. Yes, thank you, McBray. We appreciate that. And like Megan said, if you guys dig in the uh, Justice Files, the Adam uh, Files, there's thousands of documents. I mean, there's just a lot to scour through. So, yeah, if you find something interesting, maybe we haven't seen it, send it over to Megan, DM her on Twitter. And um, yeah. that's very helpful because we're just trying to do our due diligence. That's all. We're trying to go through, sift through this stuff, and see if we might find and something that... People have there. access to, uh, you know, to other platforms and databases and all this cool stuff these days in terms of data. So, um, yeah, justiceforadam.com, again, is where we're pulling stuff from, as well as, you know, articles and video clips and different things. Um, but we've had some great people also doing kind of the background uh, deeper research into properties and connections and, you know, all of that. So it's been really cool. You guys keep it up. Please let us know and reach out. Megan, real quick on Monahan. I mean, I, I was talking to my wife about this earlier and I'm like, okay, if God forbid this ever happened to one of my family members, I mean, you would think it would be like, you know, I can understand the mom and dad not wanting to identify the head. I, I get that. But it seems like they would, you know, somebody in the immediate family would have been contacted, a brother, sister, you know, something like that, sister-in-law, brother-in-law, and said, hey, you know, we really need you to come down and, and see if this is the person we're looking for. Instead, they go to your dad's boss, who's got some questionable ties in, in South Florida and the Bahamas. <laughs> and he's the guy that, that comes down and, like you said, at first wasn't sure. And then does identify it as Adam later. Like, I, it's just odd to me. I'm wondering if the I, chat thinks that's odd. You know, I, I am too. Please let us know in chat if you think that's odd as well. They're clearing, you know, parents 
that have, you know, where the, the significantly younger live-in lover comes forward and is a mess and they're saying maybe he needs to talk to somebody and get some help. And, you know, he's, because he's so distraught about the, the loss of this child and then he's, you know, coming forward, honestly saying, you know, all of this information far more than I, I would I would venture to say, you know, John Rave Walsh gave away. They gave a lot of details about lamps and cutting out newspaper clippings. But, you know, for James Campbell to really come forward and say, look, I'm a mess about this. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this little boy ran away because of the issues in the home. I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if there was something else going on because, you know, and, and tried to do his best. I don't want to go down that route. I, I'm going to stop myself because he did his best to you know, really cover and say, you know, yes, there was a love. My point here is that when there's a love triangle going on in the house and younger lovers and they're coming forward, disclosing the domestic, uh, you know, drug use, the infidelity, the in and out, you know, communal living and lifestyle and, um, and the affair, and then you have a child go missing, the same would apply to kind of what we're talking about tonight. You know, we've got these discrepancies that the police are making that don't add up. Um, and then, you know, Gina, I'm going to bring it up now. The fact that we know in the work that we do every day, we know that CPS, DCF, and law enforcement hand in hand with the courts and everything but hands on you know feet, boots on the ground right are the ones initially stealing kidnapping our children and then trafficking them so if you have a family that already has issues it's known about clearly in the community we've had so many people come forward and say you know i grew up in the neighborhood or my mom was friends with your mom and I was in and out of the house before and after Adam went missing. Um, you know, we had a lot of people come forward. It's been great. If you're out there and you haven't come forward yet, please do. We'll put that out there too. But, um, you know, to be seeing this and then especially reverting back to the uh, letter that we had last week and the two couple letters, uh, we didn't include one that was very significant um, handwriting regarding the Indian River uh, police sacrificing Adam or letting something happen to Adam. So in other words, suggesting that Adam had already been taken into custody and, uh, you know, then something happened through the police while he was being trafficked and which led, I think, Gino, you'll agree when we were talking, it led me obviously to be like, well, how, you know, how do we get from that point or that happening possibly to, you know, all these police and this national story of this child being taken. But then I'm led to digress in the fact that we have watched this happen now in real time with my own children uh, to this level and the media blackout, the hiding of the truth versus the narrative, uh, all that. And we're seeing it across the board, even within the system that we're fighting against, against which is CPS trafficking our children. Absolutely. A couple things in the chat over there in Foxhole. <laughs> I can't say this with a straight face. St. Nipolis. <laughs> Child Procurement Service. Yes, absolutely. And Amethyst Cat, as horrific as it would be, if they thought it was my child, I would want to see for myself. So I would, I would uh, know without a shadow of a doubt. 
yeah, and I understand it. I'm sure there are some people that would. I would I would be that guy too, I think, Amethyst. I, I would, would Yeah, I think I would. I would not leave it in the hands of somebody else. As horrific or as it would be. Or I'd at least now, like have to say goodbye. Even if I know it's like closure, just yeah. Ahead, but like say goodbye. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Again, we're seeing all these people in Palestine and Israel and all the kids and everything, and I can't even see those videos. I actually took Telegram off my phone mm. uh, the past over the past yeah. couple of days um, because you know you want to see your child, you want to have your last goodbyes, you want to make sure Absolutely. that that's who it. Is. I mean, I would want to make sure that that's who it was. Me too. And as a parent, I'd be like, even naturally, you'd be like, I can't believe this. Maybe I need to see it. Even that. Okay. But like, I I would have to. I would need that closure. I would definitely need that. Now, my wife would not go. I know she wouldn't. Like I would, and I probably wouldn't let her, to be honest, because I don't want that image to be stuck in her head the rest of her, you know, her life. And I know she wouldn't want to either, but I would definitely be there. That's, I know that. that's okay to say. She doesn't yes. want to. That's okay to say. She doesn't. I, I'm not making it for sure. I just know my wife. That could, but I know she wouldn't want it. She's not into that stuff. So she would, and, and especially if it was her own child. Uh, McBray, speaking of McBray. Uh, and we love she, your wife, by the way. Yeah, yeah she's, my wife's Shout amazing. Uh, uh, McBray said uh, he was messed up because he knew what happened. Uh, oh, sorry, that's not the one. Oh, why would they keep his head on ice, Megan? They kept saying that this was an open case, and so they needed the evidence. But then we see, again, very contradictorily, my dad going, you know, I had to get that boy's remains. And I just, you know, so here's my dad seeming to want the remains. The police are saying that they want to keep the remains. Here's my dad saying that the police aren't doing a good job and they're messing it up. Here's my, the police asking if, you know, there was neglect and, uh, you know, what this relationship was really all about and what was going on in the home. So we've got this and I could keep going. There's this. Uh, also, McBray said, I meant to ask on last show, but I watched the movie Adam and it depicted John Walsh as a father pretty much living at the police station with his own space to help police investigate. Lots of things about that movie that are very questionable. One, that the marriage was so wonderful and everything was uh, peachy cream and um, nice tight-knit family. No, no mention no, of a lover. No lover, no drugs, no, no drugs. stuff like that. Um, no like swingers. Super working class, you know, the emphasis on the lamp sale, despite the fact that we know he's a hotel executive by his own words. That's not a shabby working class, you know. Yeah, why buy a lamp? Might as well get a chandelier. Well, right. I mean, that would be more make more <laughs> sense of what they're what they would be Sorry. looking for on sale. I digress. I Lord. I know. Um, <laughs> no. Okay, so McRae clarified. Gino, I meant to say, why did they keep it on ice for twenty plus years? Yeah, and that's the reason. It was a cold case, and you know they they I. Here's the thing, though. Keeping it on ice for that long, I mean, after a while, you would think like, okay, well, maybe we need to but like. Did they? Kinda... I mean, do we <laughs> did... really know that they did even? Okay, that I was remember. that was my next point. I was going to say because has anybody ever really been to the freezer <laughs> where they were keeping it? We I know what happened. All the other evidence for crying of, out loud. Yeah, yeah, like, and we see a lot of police cover. I mean, if we're looking at this, like, the police are losing the stuff after John Monahan gets involved. After Joe Matthews comes in the picture, there's these shady, seedy characters with a lot of connections. 
that come into the picture during this that already are seen in in you know Indian River County where the head where the remains are found they are already known for coming in and being clean up guys you know I mean not Joe Matthews he's known for you know his nonverbal interrogation techniques you know and because that's normal and uh you know we've got these guys and then it's like literally I feel like my father moved down from upstate New York with my mother and he became a cabana boy at the diplomat hotel. His father did not approve of him. He, they had this disjointed relationship where he just wanted to prove himself to his dad. And here is this John Monahan character who takes him under his wing, has him living in his house as well as others, including the younger lover at, at times. Um, you know, he's all about the glamour lifestyle. His wife ends up, you know, drinking herself into a hole and, it, you know, is said to have tripped on her nightgown and fell down the stairs when he's seen at the top of them. Uh, you know, and and then we've got his 24-year-old fiance thereafter being followed in a plane by the feds already with a Japanese guy. And, you know, the plane crashes in Colorado and, you know, John Monahan shows up with another bigger guy. And literally in those court, in those documents, it talks about John Monahan, not John. You'd think you, it'd be interchangeable is my point that John Monahan comes in and takes over the crime scene and he identifies every body part. I mean, a, a plane crash in the woods. How, how do you identify all those bodies? That's parts. That's mush. Like, okay, let's be gross. We're true crime. We're cold let case, me, right? Well, let me just tell you, Monahan picked the wrong career. I can tell you that. If he's identifying body parts, he's in the wrong career. He should not be building hotels. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I think that he, I mean, imagine how many body parts he had to hide before. How many dead girls were in those hotels before? Or how many, knowing what we know now? I mean, you know. Um, so, you know, we've got, we've got all of that. And then we're not supposed to, you know. And then we have, and, and I want to say furthermore that John Monahan had this barter relationship and this close relationship with the Hollywood Police Department. So, Again, if children are being taken, do we know, you know, children, if we have this issue now with children being kidnapped and taken and through our system, okay, involving law enforcement. And we also know around that time, that's when, you know, all this lifestyle was very prevalent, cocaine swinging, you know, loosey goosey, we've got the cartels down in Miami, we've got everything. And, uh, and you know, I mean, we just have to be looking. That's been my whole point is that we have to be looking at the environment, the history, all this behind what we were given as the public uh, when it happened and moving forward. OK, so I'm assuming Sergeant Sparky, good friend out there in Rumble or I mean, in uh, Foxhole. Can you ask why the website appears to be not found? Are you talking about justice for Adam? Because it is here. I'm going to let me go over there for a second. Uh, yeah, justice for confirmed error code they're saying not sure why yeah it's working for me yeah and actually willis morgan just released a second book an update i guess uh so everyone can check that out too but yeah and should... yeah and by the way we should give a shout out to willis every show willis did some amazing work at yeah. compiling all this information putting it in here so it was somewhat organized i gotta tell you it is like <laughs> there is just a lot of information on the site and he did a great job going and getting the information and fighting with them to get the records pulled 
So a big shout out to Willis. We appreciate all you've done. Love him. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Megan, let's get into, so here's some key evidence for the autopsy. This is the preliminary autopsy. And I, this is pretty interesting. Oops, sorry, I opened the wrong one here, this one. Did you want to read, Megan, or you want me to read? Uh, I, I can read, that's fine. Okay. Uh, at approximately 8.45 p.m., August 10th, 1981, I received a telephone call from the Indian River County Sheriff's Office informing me that the head of a young boy was found in the canal west of town close to the Florida Turnpike. The head allegedly was found by some fishermen who reported the incident to the Florida Highway Patrol. The homicide investigator in this case is Don Coleman. At 2 a.m. Uh, on 8-11-81, I received a telephone call from the nursing supervisor in the Indian River Memorial Hospital informing me that the police from Hollywood, Florida would like to view the head. I proceeded to the autopsy room and the police officers from Hollywood, Florida identified themselves as follows. Detective Gibbons, Detective Ron Young, and Detective Dennis Nalen. Also, pre also present at our investigation and examination are homicide investigators Sid Dubose and Don Coleman of the Indian River County Sheriff's Office. I was, uh, it was noted, excuse me, in the morgue entry log that the head was signed in at 1.30 a.m. Gross examination, the specimen consists of a head and a portion of the neck. Extensive cutting and chopping wounds are observed posterally from ear to ear, with at least two parallel wounds being separated by a 1.5 centimeter loose strip of skin and subcutaneous fat. Uh, the cutting wound shows sharp margins with no tearing or undermining. Uh, cutting wounds also extend along the left side below the ear uh, to within five centimeters to the corner of the mouth. Um, Wow, that's rough. I didn't know that one. Another cutting uh, wound extends below the right ear to within 2.3 centimeters to the corner, uh, excuse me, to the left ear. The Oh, I skipped a line, sorry, to the corner of the mouth. A separate one centimeter cut is noted on the helix of the left ear. The soft tissues of the neck are torn into multiple pieces by apparent cutting wounds, exposing one of the cervical vertebra, uh, the body of which appears to be transversely sectioned. Also observed is a clean slicing cutting wound, which involves the right uh, inferior posterior occipital skull, exposing the dura for a diameter of 2.5 centimeters. The opposite left occipital bone uh, shows a parallel slicing cut in the same plane uh, as observed in the right occipital bone. This differs from the changes in the right occipital bone in that the bone has not been completely severed and the dura is not exposed. The hair is sandy brown in color and is easily removed from the scalp. Some of the hair is given to the investigating officers from Hollywood. There is a total slippage of skin over the face of the entire head and face. No evidence of mutilation is noted over the scalp or face. The eyes are uh, with opaque cornea are bulging and uh, somewhat protruvent, uh, pr uh, probably secondary to gas formation in the orbital fat, of course. Extensive uh, 
putrefaction uh, with a foul smelling odor is present. The mandible is examined and it is found to be partially exposed from extensive cutting and chopping wounds involving the neck. Uh, a fracture is present in the main body of the right mandible and two separate fractures are present in the body of the left mandible. The mandible appears to be completely uh, disarticulated from the skull. Uh, it is freely movable in the exposed wound. Uh, the teeth are then examined. The upper right incisor is missing and an erupting tooth can be uh, palated in its place. Four upper teeth are present on the right side lateral to the missing upper right incisor. Five teeth are intact and present in the upper left side. The teeth in the lower jaw are then examined and all 10 teeth are present, five on each side. An apparent uh, amalgam dental filling is noted on the buccal side of the last lower left molar. Uh, this amalgam filling is confirmed by x-ray. Again, when we see that, we find that that specific tooth is the most common for mm -hmm. children of that age uh, to have a cavity in. Multiple portable x-rays are taken, which will be interpreted by the radiologist. They confirm the presence of the amalgam filling in the lower left last molar. Further examination of the x-rays reveal the cranial cavity to be filled by gas, uh, probably accounting for the head floating on the surface. Uh, at approximately 11 a.m., August 11, 1981, Lieutenant R. Hines of the Hollywood Detective Division brought me the results of the dental records on Adam Walsh, a six-year-old male child. The dentist is Marshall Berger, DDS of Hollywood, Florida. His records reveal an analgum filling on the buccal side of the last lower left uh, decidus molar uh, corresponding to the finding in the decapitated head. So that's how that identification was made. In addition, the head is identified as Adam Walsh by a close family friend, John Monahan, in the presence of Lieutenant Hines. Can anyone find out, please, if Lieutenant Hines is still alive, everyone? We found the lawyer from Sears' case, so let's find Lieutenant Hines, whether he's dead or alive. Please, everyone, let me know. The identification and dental records confirm that the decapitated head is Adam Walsh, a six-year-old missing child from Hollywood, Florida. Shortly after noon on August 11th, 1981, I spoke with Dr. Ron Wright. See, I wasn't making it up, guys. There uh, Broward County Medical Examiner who agreed to accept, and I'm only human, so please have grace, uh, who agreed to accept and complete the examination on the decapitated head of Adam Walsh. Accordingly, the specimen was packed in ice and given to investigator Ronald Young, to be flown that afternoon to the Broward County ex uh, Medical Examiner's office. Um, decapitated head, secondary to cutting and chopping wounds, manner of death, homicide, which on Adam's death certificate, and here's Cox again, we have Mr. Cox. So if anyone wants to look up these coroner's names and these uh, Hollywood police, all these names just got dropped in that, uh, if they'd like to look that up and see who is living still, uh, that would be a huge help. We actually haven't done that, have we, Gino? No, that would be amazing. And there's plenty of diggers out there, so we need you. I know. This okay. is just like, you know, Megan, this is kind of like America's Most Wanted. We're waiting for our tip line to start 
just exploding we, with phone calls. I wish we had a tip line. It's called Twitter messages. Just Twitter <laughs> messages. Close enough. <laughs> I think I think it's it's better. You don't have to wait for someone to answer. No busy signals. No, it's, it's almost yeah. like a live chat AI. I mean, we're doing this all night and day, so why not? While you're doing this, I'm going to turn my air down. I'm sure. so hot all of a sudden. Yeah. Sorry. So here's some of the uh, sketches by the coroner. I'm just going to go through these quickly, showing where all the supposed injuries were. To whoever this poor person was, whether it's Adam or somebody else, somebody suffered some really horrid trauma here. But um, Okay, let's see. So the following is a list of admissions of Otis Tools method of murdering Adam Walsh versus Dr. Ronald Wright's medical findings as to how the victim was murdered. Otis Elwood Tools stated, uh, states he placed the child unconscious face down to chop his head off. Uh, number one for Donald for Dr. Wright was the victim was decapitated laying face down. Two, Otis Tools states he chopped the head off close to the skull. Two, for Dr. Ronald, the victim's head was chopped off close to the skull. Three, Otis Tool admitted to having hit the victim in the face with a closed fist. And um, Megan, you did say something about the nose earlier, that that was um, the one thing, I forgot what you said, something about the nose earlier. Like a, it was like a blunt... the one thing that was noted on the autopsy. Noted, that's it. Uh, you know, I, I, this was me reviewing it probably two years ago at this time, but... Um, it was like oddly, you know, noted that the only wound was really on the nose, which again, to this would make sense. Like we're not doubting everything. Like, sure, you know, if, sure. He got, if he got struck, then his nose or a head injury that would, you know, but I don't think from the front seat, you can really strike a child enough to kill him. And, you know, that would be difficult, especially if you're driving. Uh, victim received blows to the face around the eyes and had a fracture to his nose. Four, Otis states he choked the child into unconsciousness and the child never woke. Four, Dr. Wright uh, believes the child was dead before the decapitation. Five, Otis stated he chopped the head off in four to five blows. Five, Dr. Wright's findings easy? are that the head Sorry, has severed in five blows. Yep, wouldn't that be easy if you had another cadaver or another mm -hmm. child? I'm just saying... That's already dead. I'm pointing out that the doctor, before you went on, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but before you go on, I wanted to point that out that he. No, that's a great point. Child, you know, or this, these remains were already dead before the decapitation. Go ahead. Right, right. Uh, six, Otis admits to using a machete on the victim when chopping off the head. Dr. Wright's findings are that the instrument used was probably a machete type tool. Seven, Otis stated he used a two hand hold on the machete. Seven, Dr. Wright advised that the perpetrator had to use two hands on the machete for the necessary force. Otis is right-handed. Dr. Wright's findings are that the perpetrator had to be right-handed and was probably decapitating the victim from the victim's right side. Now, the other thing, Megan, that I think needs to be duly noted here is, did Dr. Wright have access to Otis's confessions, so-called confessions, before he did this? I would love to know that. What is, what's, what's the timetable on this? That's something I, that's... I don't have the answer to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great question. That's a that's a great question. Because you know. they sure do line up. The records. What? Yeah, they sure do line up. Either this guy is you know really good at his job, and I hope he was, uh, or he had kind of like uh, remember the presidential debates when a certain woman had all the the questions ahead of time. Yeah. Well, and uh, number nine. Up it, and growing up in it, that's mm -hmm. exactly how it goes. I have to attest. Um, 
And that was something that I also wanted to bring up and reference this. And maybe that's segue into the next episode we need to do is, is going moving more into Otis Tool and kind of looking at his confession. Um, but I do want to say while you're bringing that up and that, that suggestion or possibility that we do have, uh, and again, we should get into it in the next one, but the records of how it went down with Otis Tool coming down to the Hollywood Police Department and him being taken around to kind of give his account of what happened with Adam. And in that, he is separated upon arrival at the police station. He's separated from the transporters and he is taken into a room with Hollywood Police Department uh, detectives and, uh, you know, got a talking to, whatever that was. Uh, you know, for a while, and then he was rejoined, uh, reunited with the transporters who took him out and where he gave his account, and he did get some of it wrong, and it seems that, you know, even, I believe even those detectives or so even said, you know, it seems like he was given information, uh, you know, to be taken out and, and give his account, so I think that that's hmm. interesting comparison to, to this, what you just brought up about, you know, how did Dr. Wright know all this, and, and what did he know ahead of yeah. time? Yeah, very interesting. Nine, a luminol test was conducted on the interior of the vehicle, which Otis states he used, with positive results of blood evidence being found in the interior of the vehicle. Blood was found on the front floor where the driver's feet set, Blood was found on the floor left rear and on the floor along the driver's seat. Okay, a couple things. Uh, let's let's go to the. Oops. Real quick on that because yeah. I want to yep. I want to bring this up real quick. So, like, we have to look at this. This head was never identified as, you know, what sex this child's head was. You know, where where this child. You know, nothing about this has actually been identified, right? And it really reminds me of when this white Lincoln that you're about to get into and the oddest tool narrative and the car comes in. We also have to note that the blood stains that were found throughout the car were never even identified as whether they were, and I'm not saying, you know, either way, but were never even fundamentally identified as being either animal or human down to that is my point there. So. And this is the uh, luminol that they were talking about inside that, the car. Yeah. 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 And I believe, wasn't there one, there's one report that said they, I can't remember who it was, Megan, you'll remember this, that they said they actually saw Adam's face in the imprint when they saw these pictures. Do so, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the whole thing. So they, you know, there's this whole narrative where my parents are these grieving parents. And then it becomes my mother's idea that, you know, my dad's great at telling these stories. We actually grew up with him laying in bed, telling us all these stories. I used to say how he should write books, you know, all this kind of stuff. So he tells us this story and, you know, um, my, my mother, you know, she says all of a sudden that we need to reopen the case. We need this investigator and I want a private investigator to do this. And who I want to do this is Joe Matthews. Again, this same player coming back and uh and he does this investigative report and he says all of a sudden just like we saw with trying to keep the case documents you know saying all of a sudden that they had new suspects when they never did you know to to delay and keep the case files closed um we have uh joe matthews coming forward and saying oh Otis tool you know, we have found new evidence. We found, I found this evidence that, you know, these, 
these pictures that were never developed. And again, this blaming the police, you know, so it's not black and white guys. I, I defend police when it's good police work. I do not defend corruption. So he's saying, you know, they didn't do this and that. I found these pictures having them developed. He says, I interviewed these people to say that, you know, oddest tool did it. When we find out that they were like oddest tools, prison mates, which actually his neighbor in prison was Ted Bundy. So tell me how these get, that's, that's another show we need to do. Serial Dahmer Bundy. This is like the hall of fame. It's the <laughs> got them all. Literally I could not. And then my friend, Lindsay, who are we missing? We're missing William Lane. We're missing uh, William Gacy. Wasn't he the clown guy? Um, well, Manson yeah, isn't these... far in Manson. disconnect from this. So, you know, it's all the, Good point. it's all the same kind of thing that we don't want to really talk about. Right. Um, so, you know, we have Joe Matthews coming forward. He's saying, I found these, you know, this evidence. I've interviewed all these people. The evidence we find are these carpet samples. And he and Willis Morgan did a great job. It is not just me being the jerk. Uh, you know, Arthur J. Harris, all the different theories and, and people that have been involved in this on the other side and questioning it and knowing that there was more have said the same that and Willis proved it. Uh, that that you showed actually is only a small zoom in uh you know photo uh was it screenshot screenshotted basically for the time we didn't have it then but if joe matthews could have screenshot zoomed in on a carpet sample and screenshotted this and turned it around uh and said that you know this is adam's face basically and he shows it to my mother is the story and my parents and she says absolutely she starts crying this is adam's face it's the blood in the carpet we can see this right here has to be Adam. And then when Willis actually got the rest of the uh, records, he, it shows in his book, frustrated witness, the larger um, version of this photograph. And this is like literally a small part, which actually looks like more of like a boot mark or, you know, something like that mm-hmm. I have to say from Willis's account as well. So, um, so that was where the, the whole face in the carpet and Joe Matthews says that it was like finding the face of Turin. I was quote. just, I, I was just going to say, it's not exactly the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> he, you says it is. He, he makes mm-hmm. in all, look it up, Google in two seconds, Joe <laughs> Matthews, and it will say oh the Shroud of Turin, the face of Turin. It was like finding this. And it made everything to come come together. This is such a miracle and crazy that no one should question it. This closed the case on a dead guy, which actually, if we look at some other cases like Annie Gottlieb and other children's missing cases that were closed later, it's funny that like all these dead guys are getting, you know, convicted too after they can't speak up for themselves. So, you know, there's that. There's that. <laughs> right on cue. Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, John Wayne Gacy, Buffalo Bill. Yeah, let's add them. <laughs> if uh, Saint Nicholas, if we've, just, we've it, even got, I mean, how... if people go look at Harriet Sucker. Harriet Sucker, I love her on Twitter, and she does all the Zodiac Killer and Jack Terrence uh, decodes, and she's got John Ravey Walsh. She wrote a whole book on it as well about John Ravey Walsh's decodes and their crimes before Adam even happened. So you know. 
we're living in it. Wow. <laughs> we're just living in it, Gino. Yeah. St. Nicholas so. said, if the police were involved, we're not, we're not likely to get the truth ever. Yeah. Well, that's, that's for sure. And then, oh, it appears uh, McBray no, has also crossed I over to the foxhole. In the no, I, I didn't hear what you, you just said because I was too busy rebuking that in the name of oh. Jesus. So <laughs> okay. go ahead. I, I love whoever. Well, why? Why though? Huh? If the police were involved, we're not likely to get the truth from. Well, I think what he's. I, if I'm reading this correctly, I think uh, Saint Nicholas. Merry Christmas to you too. We love you. <laughs> yes, like, Merry Christmas. Um, I think, I, I don't know. I don't know if I disagree with that statement. I don't know if I'm a hundred percent on board either, but I could see I if they were involved because I, I think it's people like us and I think the general public and then whistleblowers are going to be exposing what thing. really happened. That's the whole yeah. thing. I mean, we have the records right here. Like they want us to have these saviors. They want, look, just because someone goes and gets trained or wears a different like t-shirt or polo than we do every day because they have a different job doesn't make them like over us. That's what we need to like start realizing, especially on a local level. We're not like, you know, I'm not saying that we need to know how to run a country right now. I mean, this is pretty base. And when we have all these records and we're looking at something that was hugely put out through media. Like we know even statistics about the lack of accuracy in initial media reports. So why wouldn't no. we be questioning this? No, Remember, come on. No. Come um, on. Why wouldn't we be questioning this, especially when it affected our country and, and our children and families to the extent that it did. And we are seeing it really affect and endanger them to date so for me you know i i don't mean to go off on that but yeah i mean sure is that a possibility it's not invalid it's not personable it's not personal nipply christmas whatever <laughs> but, but like you know i i i do like to think you know again i i could have stockholm i could be crazy i could do whatever but I support good law enforcement. I support the good people in our country. I believe that there are good people. And, you know, if we can, the, our problem is not justice. It's not issue, you know, thing, the truth coming out. It's that all the drama we entertain, it's all the like, you know, distractions and not just, you know, you know, I love the head of the snake. I, you know, yes, yes, I do. Okay, what else? There was one other. So Linda, okay, so McBray made it over into Foxhole. She's she's chatting in both chats, which she's is champ, like, man. that's I like uh, multitasking. That's amazing. And yeah. a good point by Laminate Lie, who said, there's 43 watching and only four likes. Hmm, seems suspicious. Yes, is it the CIA involved in this? Or is it that you just didn't click that thumbs up? We really, really need you. <laughs> we really, it really need you to click on that. Or as just lame. <laughs> Maybe that just that. <laughs> uh, they didn't cut our feed yet, Megan, so we're doing okay. Um, listen, they guys, if you really could. You I, they I, yeah, they love it, yeah. Honestly, though, if you could click on that thumbs up, that would help us tremendously yeah, get in the algorithms there on Rumble. Um, we're great. starting to make some headway, but we could definitely use a few more clicks in our favor. So we would definitely. Be. And if you don't like it, then you can always click the thumb down, too. It's up to you. You could do it's that, America. too. Like, let us see thousands of thumbs down, and then we'll know what to Let's do. set a record. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Rumble downs. Let's do it. Oh, gosh. Okay, so let's go. Oh, one more comment about, uh, I can't skip a Tim Ballard comment. So Laminate Lisa, Tim Ballard's entire message is that, quote, they are 
they are the storytellers. Angel Studios did it. Sean Reyes, Glenn Beck, storytellers. Yes. Yeah. White saviorism. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Moving mm. on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's it. And All right, I so let's go. Powder as anyone could get in this screen tonight, so I can say that. No, it's that. Yeah, you got the white shirt, the white background, and and it's all just glowing. Okay, just so let's go to no this. Makeup, guy. No makeup, no hair. Sorry, but yeah, the, Tim. All of it. We have to. Okay, I actually like that comment because it, this is a theme that I'm trying to point out. This has to do with NGOs, guys. This has to do with these this savior complex that also is derived and, and goes into narcissistic, you know, tendencies, abuses, coercive control, all of these themes that we are seeing not only done to people coming out about it, but how this system is operating, how these people um, operate within their circles amongst each other. You scratch my back, I scratch yours. Um, I overlook this and that. So, you know, thank you for that comment. Uh, I think that's true. And I also think that we will get justice even if the police are involved. So, so do I. So do I. We're... McBray also said um, she's looked through all the websites but hasn't found actual pictures of Adam's head or the so-called Adam's head. Um, there are. I got it. There are. Yeah. They're very yeah. like old and grainy and very difficult to. It looks like the old Xerox copies when you can barely make out anything. I'm so it's not like. Right yeah, it's I'm not very for my, clear. Uh, yeah, sorry. Okay, I'm yeah. looking for Did, my. Do you know of any other? frustrated it, witness book has yeah. them in it. So. It, is there any like better pictures in there though, other than no. like the grainy? Yeah, that's no. yeah. And and uh, you just there's wonder. None like, like there's none like on a table or like right. I guess exactly. that, that sounds crude, but like autopsy photos. You know, there's there's none of that. It's like just the couple photos of like when it was found it seems and again they're so grainy and whatever it, that do you think okay and here's the conspiracy guy in me okay so let's go back 1981 okay the technology wasn't that great i understand you know, they still had some pretty good cameras back then though i mean you saw those pictures of the canal they, they look beautiful cameras to take all the rest look, yeah look, looked like a postcard but why don't we have any great pictures of the head that seems kind of odd to me I, I don't disagree. <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know. I don't disagree. I mean, I'm just like, an idiot with a microphone, Megan. I don't know anything. I know. Okay? Me too. Me too. Just a big old idiot with a microphone. Old being the keyword. So, you know, I think that there's a lot of, so there's that. And I think that there's a lot of pictures, you know, of the police standing with their hands like this in front of you know the cars and there's a lot of uh you know very clear documentorial is that a word documentorial <laughs> if it isn't i love it yes yeah. we're we're doing it it's happening uh so yeah i i can't disagree all right we're gonna finish this autopsy report and then we're gonna move on so, the decapitated head of the deceased was found by two fishermen in a canal located 75 yards south of the 130-mile marker on the Florida Turnpike. The canal is located on both sides of the turnpike and near the point at which the head was found. There is a turnpike bridge where the canal passes under the road. This is a favorite local fishing spot. The head was found on the east side. You know, Megan... It yes. occurs to me, since this was a favorite fishing spot, that means the fish are biting, aren't they? Biting. 
and it's hmm. frequented. Hmm. Okay. FHP was first notified, and they in turn notified the Indian River Sheriff's Office, who took the head to the, I guess that means head, they spelled it wrong, to yeah. associate, associate, met, and they spelled medical wrong too. <laughs> Gosh, these are the guys leading them. Okay. okay. We'll medical examiner, we'll Dr. Cox. <laughs> he compared the dental records of the deceased with those of the head and made a positive ID upon the suggestion of this office. Dr. Cox asked Dr. Wright also to examine the head and it was flown back to the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office by helicopter and accompanied by personnel from the Hollywood Police Department. D.P. Hughes, chief investigator for the BME, made a scene visit for the purpose of conducting experiments to try to better establish the time of death. At this time, further investigation continues into trying to answer these questions. Cause of death, asphyxiation, right, manner of death, homicide, autopsy, 4 p.m., August 11th, 1981. Okay. Anyway. There's Dr. Wright. Dr. Wright again. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, and I was thinking, yeah, I think his name's coming up later when I was reading through this. I remember seeing that. Well, that's the thing is, like, I think that that's what I noticed, and, you know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think that it was that I started noticing that he was always on, like, the final reports, like we're seeing here, like these overall reports, um, and then we saw the other two names being, like, specific transport or interaction reports, if you will. Right. Okay, so we're going to go to... Um, Let's see, what is this? This is the, okay, just did that one. I got to make sure I'm on the right one here. Okay, so, all right, so right now, Otis Tool is under suspicion. He seems to be the main suspect. Blunt trauma to the head with, with a sharp object and maybe a punch to the face, knocking the boy unconscious. So let's go to this. This is your dad. Nothing indicating Otis Tool ever having a track record of this, ever having, there's like literally nothing but hearsay to this thus far. I have to, I have to point that out. Yeah. Yes. No. And I think that's important to, to say because you, you said it earlier, Megan, and this is so, a lot of people might just skim over this, but you hit it right on the head. It does seem like they pin crimes on a lot of dead people. Dead men don't talk. And, and it's, that seems like the obvious statement of the year, but it's so true. You see it time and time again. And so why are they doing that? I mean, are they really all of a sudden finding this, you know, all conclusive evidence like, oh my gosh, we got to slam the, slam the gavel. This guy is, you know, uh, going to the electrature. Oh, he's already dead. We don't need to do that. Like, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's so odd, very odd to me. And, and the fact that Otis Tool like recanted several times knowing his connection to Henry Lee Lucas. Like this is not an, insi- it's not an insignificant thing. This like literally lays it out that you have a criminal saying that he did this that is connected and had all the reason in the world. That was obviously, didn't just have the reason, was obviously confessing to things to try to get the same incentives. He literally told the public and the, and the police, everyone, that he just wanted to get to Texas with Henry because he saw how he was being treated and how, how he had the perks. Again, milkshakes and fried chicken. You know, it's a, they, they said that, not any of mm-hmm. us. So, Yeah, for sure. 
right, let's watch a video of your dad here. This is, he's addressing reporters. Now, I believe this is 1983, so we're going to fast forward and then we'll, we'll kind of go back here. But um, this is when I believe this press conference is about Otis Tool. They don't name him, but I'm pretty sure by your dad's reaction. In fact, your dad's very confident that the police have done their job at this point. I'm Steve Bosquet. John Walsh walked into a crowded room at the Hollywood police station this afternoon to talk to reporters about the arrest of a suspect in his son's murder. It was the same room where 27 months ago, John Walsh first made a public plea for the safe return of his six-year-old son. John Walsh would not see Adam alive ever again. This was Walsh's reaction to the news that police finally have a suspect in Adam's abduction and murder. Relief. Many feelings. I can't comment on this individual, but we are relieved that he is off the streets. We pray that the criminal justice system will not break down and Adam will receive justice. I believe that the police believe 99.9% that he is guilty, and we will see if justice is done. At the crowded news conference, Walsh bitterly criticized the Miami Herald for a cover story on the Walsh case in Tropic Magazine. The article mentioned nebulous rumors about the Walsh's backgrounds, suggestions of the mafia, drug deals, rumors police checked out and found to be groundless a long time ago. The article was published in January 1982, but the rumors stayed alive. Today, Walsh said the story, for a time, destroyed him. I'm referring to the implications of mafia connections, drug-related things. I'm Irish. I don't have never been arrested. I don't know anyone in the mafia. Did you hear that, Megan? Yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, Irish hmm. mom? Hello. I don't know. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. All, all interesting. there. Go ahead. Yeah. Conjecture, innuendo, speculation in the article. Nothing based on the fact. Today, the Herald called the Tropic piece fair and balanced, an effort to relate the story of a highly complex investigation. Last night's press conference could have been the last public comment by police in this case for a long time. Today, a department spokesman said Police Chief Sam Martin has imposed a gag order forbidding any member of the department from discussing the Walsh murder case. For more than two years, the Walsh case has haunted Hollywood detectives Ron Hickman and Jack Hoffman. They have chased hundreds of leads, but they never lost hope of solving this case. Detective Ron Hickman in October 1981. Somebody has made a mistake somewhere, and somebody has some information somewhere. And the constant exposure of this case is going to bring it out. Yep. Yeah. Sure is. Little did we and know it was going to be uh, 40 years later, but yeah. Little did we know, but I will actually pull for next week uh, from Willis Morgan's stuff, uh, his take on Hickman and Hoffman, because they were the two, I believe, from what I remember, uh, the two that were, as we heard, very much, uh, you know, vocal about this and there being more to it um, than what was being reported. You know what's ironic? They kind of look like that finder's picture of the, those guys. Just saying. Well, I pointed, I didn't even, actually, I'm going to post that. I haven't yet, but I will post that this week or this tomorrow, probably. Um, that, that again, that we did last week, that, um, you know, illustration of who possibly took Adam, all the illustrations versus, you know, Dahmer and a tool and, 
everybody and then versus finders cult members mm-hmm. very yes. concerning um you know again just just take me like these these things if you go in in hollywood florida and you ask around about people that were alive during that time and the local gossip and everything was that it was some sort my dad owed some sort of money he refused to pay it and a hit was put out on adam that's you know what the local jargon is um do i think it's deeper yes i think do you think it's deeper yes but like you know that's what that's what we're getting to here and now i'm being yes. blasted with air <laughs> i can't get it right tonight it's weird that you said that because right when you said that, a, a big burst of air came in here too. And there's a, the, the furnace must have kicked on or something. That was weird. Okay, so keeping the Christmas spirit over in the foxhole, St. Nicholas said, was the coroner the same one who determined decapitated Clinton associate died of a stomach ulcer? <laughs> yeah, we should look. I bet it was a cox. I'll tell you that much. Let me point the airway. I bet it was a cox. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, McBray said, what other child case does that remind you of? Hmm, John Bonet. Yes, we have brought that up many times. Yes, there's a lot of there's, similarities. There's a lot of congruencies between these cases when you actually compare them. That's what I'm hoping that we can get to, uh, you know, once we get to the bottom of this. I hope that we can then start comparatively looking at the other cases because there is a lot of congruency. What are you smiling about? We, we just have a lot of witty banter going on. <laughs> Laminate Lie said, he was saying he wasn't Scottish, right? <laughs> R-I-T. Right. Right. R-I-T-E. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, that goes Thank in. You I guys. mean, we haven't even gotten into like when the National Center started and all the connections with Helen Beam and royalty and with, you know, Templars and Malta, Knights of Malta, and all of that in in the polo world and and everything that it goes into, oddly, oddly enough. Well, I just think it's comical in that press conference. He's, and this is the other thing I got to say, when he's being asked questions, and he turns his head and kind of looks in another direction. That happens quite a bit with him on some of these interviews. I've watched other interviews one-on-one where he does a very similar thing. Now, that could be he's thinking and trying to remember. Could be. Or it could be you're trying to make sure your story stands straight, you know, <laughs> which I, I seem to think. Pre- I was preoccupied with the air, but you oh, uh, sorry. directed it back to uh, to my point here, is that I, I do know my father. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is that. I do know my father. And... Um, that behavior is when he's uh, fibbing. Let's just put it that way. When he's fibbing. That's, fibbing, that, that's a word from the from the 80s. It's, nice yeah, I, nice I pull, grew Meg. up with it. I grew up with it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm old. No, I can't. I don't but uh, yeah, when when he's fibbing, he he does a lot of those mannerisms. I'll just say that. And it, it, it's, it sucks. Like maybe when when he gets home late at night and his wife says, where have you been? Oh, I was um, playing cards with the boys. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, it was more like his just mistress just calling on the phone. That's all that was in reality. <laughs> there was no boys at cards. It was just no. what it is. No. 
Okay, so we're going to go into uh, Otis Tool a little bit here because he, obviously, he's the one that's being kind of portrayed as this horrible human being that's killing Adam and doing these horrible things to him. And maybe he did, maybe he didn't. Just saying that's what's he being told it. here. You he did it. <laughs> you said it. You said it. Okay, good. Because I, I was thinking that, but I'm glad you're no, speaking I'm what the, I'm, I'm thinking. I'm that one. I'm that one. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, look, he's... You're not going to find him on GQ anytime soon or, or any of those gentlemen's magazine or anything. I mean, and he's not the brightest fellow, not the brightest bulb in the tree, not the sharpest tool in the shed. He's 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 just some dude that had a gay lover named Henry Lee Lucas, and they traveled around and did a lot of weird things together for a while and um, burned some things down, apparently. So, who, who says that they were picked and trained by the CIA and the Everglades? When there was military <laughs> oh, yeah. Things. Oh, yeah, that little thing, too. That they were just, they were also hired by the Hands of Death Call, which is trying to be de debunked by Satanic Panic. And they were picking up victims for Satanic ritual abuse. And, you know, which we know he was raised in Satanic, you know, upbringing, which that doesn't exist, you know, because every entity denies especially the national center for missing sway children that satanic ritual abuse exists but let's attack all the christians in the world because there isn't like an opposite resistance to christianity right i, I know i know i know Gino. yeah henry Lu lucas said several times that about the cult i mean he yeah. stated that multiple times it's not like it was just a one-off thing so anyway here's here's some it would also of, make sense why Dahmer was down there at that time, if there was any it would. connection at all. That would oh, yeah, that's that's a really good point, Megan. I didn't even think about that. Yes, for sure. Anyway, this is the uh, gentleman that we were referring to, <laughs> Mr. Tool. <laughs> um, yeah. not probably, probably not someone you want to run into at the grocery store, I'm thinking. Um, very strange, peculiar. Actually, yes, the accounts of him from people that like lived in the same building complex and stuff said that he was like a really nice guy and he looked out for everybody and like all this stuff. So you never know. Okay. I digress. I digress. I can't. My back is hurting. <laughs> You're muted. By the way, it, it happened. Oh man, I almost made it through a whole show too. Yeah, sorry about you, that. You were talking. No. I wanted to hear what you were saying. Well, I was just <laughs> saying that I, that is such a great point about Dahmer and the cult because I didn't even put two and two together there. That was a great um, little bit Thanks. of investigative reporting there. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, he was in. He was stationed in the military in Germany right before his American debut. So that's a very significant thing <laughs> that people don't really realize. American debut. <laughs> oh my god. You're on a roll tonight. Oh my gosh. I gotta rewatch this. <laughs> I'm over it. This is so in yeah. our faces. It is. It really is. Okay, so then uh Tool told the cops in eighty three that blood would be on the bridge. Let's go ahead and read this real quick. You wanna read that, Meg? Yeah. Um Ralph J. Ray Jr. is the chief assistant state attorney. This is from Philip J. Mundy investigator mundy is an interesting name i'm gonna dig some more into that if anyone wants to dig and let me know uh, my dad's good friend my parents good friends here actually married uh mundy uh that was connected to baseball 
uh, subject, Florida Turnpike Crime Scene, enclosed Flor uh, Broward Sheriff's Office Dive Rescue Team Mission Report. Uh, and this is, it says 97267.65. During an interview on October 20th, 1983, Otis Toole told investigator Paul Ruiz and Detective Terry that the police should find blood on the dock and the rest of the body should be found where the head was. That changed many times. Uh, Detective Sergeant Don Coleman, Indian River County Sheriff's Office, was consulted uh, as he was the lead detective at the scene when Adam Walsh's partial remains were discovered. Detective Coleman uh, advised that no forensic examination of the footbridge be done and primarily because of a large and active alligator population. Wait. There you go. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, uh, okay, sorry, sorry. I, I'm trying, okay. Oh, seriously. I was waiting for your reaction on that. I couldn't Seriously, wait. I have not read this one yet, so mm -hmm. here we go. You did a great job tonight, by the way, Gino. Everyone Thank give you. props to Gino tonight for pulling. He did no, really no, well. it's Willis. Willis, it did it a great job. I just Willis. dug through his information. Dang yeah. it, Willis. Okay, I'm going to reread that. Detective Coleman advised that no forensic examination of the footbridge had been done, and primarily because of the large and active alligator population, an underwater search was not done. Further, for unexplainable reasons, Tool's statement... Y'all, I'm like choking over this right now, Gino. Okay, for unexplainable reasons, Tool's statements to Ruiz were not immediately communicated to Hollywood police detectives. On top of it, examination of the footbridge is the subject of investigative memo number 16 dated october 16 1996. after consultations with several authorities on the subject it was decided that an underwater search of the area was feasible and despite the passage of many years might still prove productive <laughs> Okay, it was only 15 years after the crime, Megan. No, only 96. With, a, with an alligator population that, you know, with was a little all scary. That, with all but, those uh -huh. alligators, on Wednesday, <laughs> February 12, 1997, an underwater search was conducted by the VSO dive rescue team. Which, okay, that's fine. Like, that's cool. Like, there's all these great dive teams nowadays that are like, finding cold cases and people in cars underwater okay like that's cool but like really sure are we really doing this okay um some material suspected to be bones was reco was recovered which required examination by the broward county medical examiner bso deputy ferguson reports that he transported the bones to the Broward County Medical Examiner's Office. Are these animal bones still? It's an, We don't even know if it's animal blood still in the car. And was informed that the bones were of... An, oh, were of animal origin! <laughs> oh, man. Isn't that weird, though? Like, wouldn't you... I, oh, go ahead, finish, and then we'll... Right, talk. I got it. Yeah. Yep. Ferguson further reports that this opinion was confirmed by the bone specialist. Details of the dive mission are reported in Enclosure 1. Okay, so... <laughs> I couldn't wait for the alligator thing to come up, because I was like, oh, like, I'm not going to blow it. I'll let her get to it later, and we'll see her reaction. So it was perfect. Yeah. 
So there's that. It's lucky I look washed out on here because I my <laughs> cheeks feel so red and ridiculous right now. <laughs> But how do you, first of all, and then finding the bones and not knowing their animal bones, if this is what you're doing for your career and you're looking for human bodies, wouldn't you recognize it? I mean, okay, maybe a, maybe a small bone or something. We're the conspiracy Yeah, we're nuts. We're nuts. We're the ones on drugs. We're the mental ill patient. We're the, the ones that should be admitted. It's just animal so stupid. Animal bones! Animal bones! So and but Megan, it was fifteen years later. No, they were going to find taxpayer me. money. Stop it! Taxpayer. We're jerks. Like we're really big jerks. Stop. <laughs> taxpayer it. money being spent so wisely as usual. I, you know what? I there's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> Shh! Don't give the secret away yet. Go ahead. I know. <laughs> So, just wait everybody just wait all right what's chat doing and what are we doing next just so laughable let's see let me catch up i can't i cannot believe i just read that and they're not gonna go and do a dive team because of alligators in the area i almost screenshotted it and sent it to you dive in alligator populated bodies of water all the time that is insane I almost screenshotted and sent it to you earlier, and I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do it. I'll just wait. <laughs> I couldn't wait. Oh my god! Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh. <laughs> yeah, Red Chief 111. They stick to the same mo. The they police, sure do. The police are doing like just a bang up. Jo- Is that the way to put it? Bang up job. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Oh, let's see. Let me see. McBray, he was discharged for his drinking problem and drug problem, drugging other military officers. Okay, Dahmer, yes. Yeah. Uh, what else? They oh, dive yeah, in alligator-populated bodies of water all the time. That is insane. <laughs> yeah. What let me, let me put it this it? way. <laughs> McBray said, they dive in alligator-populated bodies of water all the time, question mark. That is insane. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know. Let me say I this. If, if I saw... If I saw one alligator in a body of water, and I don't care if it's a lake, I'm not going in the lake yet, let alone a swamp or, you know, a little pond or something. Are you kidding me? Like that is yeah, ridiculous. But, but they do it. They do do it though. And I know they do. Deal. They're nuts. They're nuts. It's not a big deal. Like that's not the reason to say. And like, no, so the... that, like it's, you know, however many years before prior when Adam's head's found, like that never comes up. Like, Adam but, was found. His the rema- partial remains were found in like alligator infested waters or anything. But now it's but, like, oh no, we can't okay. die because there's alligators. All right, I'm gonna play devil's advocate here and say that maybe the Gator Boys. Remember they used to be on like Discovery Channel. Yeah. Maybe they were down there in the early '80s and they were just ridding the swamp of the gators. Maybe that's a possibility. That's all. See, so you never thought about that, did you? I, I didn't because I still don't see a correlation on how that would affect <laughs> the gator population. It's so stupid. I mean, the gators are breeding regardless of the boys. So yeah. Like, and do you think the gators know. would leave any flesh on a bone? Are you kidding me? Like they devour everything. It's just so ridiculous. I mean, Everything's it's, we ridiculous. should not be laughing, but like really, this no. is so you have to to keep your sanity. All right, so this is uh, Otis's. Nice caddy that he was driving back then. And Megan, so the caddy mysteriously disappears. Now, I was reading through some reports today, and I didn't put them in here. But 
I was unaware that the Cadillac actually, <laughs> apparently, unless I was reading the documents wrong, and I, I got to go through them again, apparently this Cadillac, Cadillac was in evidence and then sold to another person who it was registered in the, the police back like in the late nineties tracked the guy down. He says, yeah, I bought this car from a dealership in Jacksonville. And the dealer told me, yeah, this car used to belong to Otis tool. Like what, like how do you release? This is the guy that there's that's suspected of murdering Adam, decapitating him. And who knows, God, what else he, he's done, no, right? They, and they yet you release the evidence? They kept the head on ice for 20-some-odd <laughs> years because that was going to change, but not the car. Like They should have yeah, They should have kept the caddy on ice. Not with, yeah, like not with DNA <laughs> testing being, you know, discovered. Not with things like that. But, like, yeah, we're going to keep the head on ice. Why wasn't the head like ever tested for other um, blood is my, I have a question or like other DNA, like we have, which we'll get into eventually, but like we have the mitochondrial test with my mother that got botched, but we don't have any testing on the head of, uh, you know, any, any other DNA, which I find very, very interesting. I've got my thermal pajamas and, on, you know. Uh, they're very nice, very nice. How do we know that this skull wasn't an animal? <laughs> I mean, at this, maybe it was an alligator Sorry. skull at this point. Sorry. And, I mean, Sorry. Sorry. They kept it on ice. You should. We should be very sorry. We're being too sarcastic. All right. So let's go to the supposed weapon. This is the weapon of choice of Otis Tool. This is the machete. Alleged. Now, there was electrical tape that was around the handle too and apparently they pulled fingerprints off that in 83 that led to uh helped lead to the arrest of Otis tool yeah but megan this is but very interesting there's always missing. another yes there was missing the, missing the hand here's this is very interesting there's always a but to this stuff right so this is an interesting report this was Detective Hoffman from the Hollywood Police Department and uh, Edward Whitaker, commander of Crime Laboratory Bureau and Metro-Dade Police Department. And he said, our best efforts to date have not produced a positive identification of the tool marks found on the bone, speaking of the skull, as having been made by the submitted machete. Bob Hart has worked the evidence with great vigor but all the physical factors combined appear to be leading to no positive identification. Yep. The white, the white fragments found by the meticulous examination of the BCME office during the cleanup of the skull are now in process of chemical examination with the purpose being to try to identify the basic type of material, which the fragments are made of perhaps ceramic vitreous or paint material. And then skip down here. It says, Although an automobile is not likely to have such material, I'm, I'm guessing like inside the autom automobile or the right. actual material that made the car, the questioned vehicle should be searched with extreme care for such material and, if found, for any defect or break in any surface. If such a break is found, the whole object should be very carefully packaged and submitted to us for chemical and microscope studies and edge comparisons. Hmm. 
Well, that's weird because I could have swore they were telling us that that was the weapon of choice and that's what did this young person's head in. Life in, yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. That just doesn't make sense to me. It's not adding up, Megan. It's just not adding up. up? Why doesn't this add up? I don't know why. Why did John Walsh from day one in plain sight say the police... Um, I need some water. Sorry. The little sip. It's <laughs> good. Oh, gosh, that was good. I just, all I right. Just, so I, meant, I just meant that. That's, that's so all. if so, that was actually from Fire the police Lansky department. Wasn't Irish either. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I meant to read it. <laughs> Electrical tape is yeah, one. yeah. Sergeant Sparky, who's an electrician, by the way, said electrical tape is a grip is retarded. <laughs> So, yes, absolutely. They mishandled the evidence that that handle <laughs> no, right there. No pun intended. Electrical yeah. tape. <laughs> no, this all makes complete. You guys, you're all jerks. We should not be questioning this, and this all makes sense. No critical thinking allowed here. None. All right. So that was the police department's investigation. Let's look at the Dade County lab report. Let's see what they had to say. So Metropolitan Dade County, Florida, laboratory analysis report, Detective Hoffman, homicide unit. This is to him. It was conducted by D.P. Hughes from the Brown Medical Examiner's Office. One Japanese something with something blood grips, something grips, good grips with 15 and a half inches blade and something we can't see because there's a stupid microscope scope thing in front of it just in the middle of it yeah like it (laughs) comparison (laughs) maybe comparison examined and conducted of standard impressions made with the above bayonet and marks on the previously submitted weapon i'm guessing or something although the class characteristics are consistent and insufficient similarities are present to determine if the bayonet was the weapon used to inflict the injuries. So that's peculiar. Insufficient. Okay. Insufficient. So two. now we have two investigations, by one by the police department and one by the uh, medical examiner, and yeah. both of them come to the same conclusion. Yes. Can't be the weapon. So then let's fast forward in time because I believe it was 2014. It was 27 years after Adam's disappearance that Otis Tool was formally charged, even though he was in the grave, um, was formally charged with the crime of murder of Adam Walsh. And that was the supposed weapon that murdered him. So I don't know. Me- you know you Megan. Be dead and get convicted. <laughs> Megan, l- listen, listen. In high school, I'm going to admit, I skipped a lot of classes. I hated biology. I'm not good in math. And <laughs> I was going to say, I ain't no good in math. And then you would have said, I ain't I'm no not. good in English either. <laughs> but it's like, but all that aside, <clears throat> I can put two and two together. And I'm thinking, well, darn it. If they, if he used this machete to lop off someone's head, <clears throat> excuse me, then, and then the, the medical examiner and the police department both concluded that, no, that couldn't have been the weapon. It didn't match the, the bone marks. Well, what the heck is going on here? What is going on here? 
Exactly. That's that's a rhetorical question for the audience. Yes. What is going on? I would like. You know what? Let's. If you guys are pretty active. What is going on? What what is going on? If that's not the weapon, then what killed Adam? Or if this was even Adam, and whose head was that? Was it even a human head? And was Adam even killed? Adam's head, and was he killed? When we know about. CPS, we know about child neglect and abuse that was already going on in the house, and we know that CPS and law enforcement work hand in hand to date to cover for child trafficking. And we know that I'll go I'll go crazier. You want me to get real crazy? And we know that there's someone alive saying that they're Adam and that they were adopted out and their name was changed. Like yeah, we're, we're there. You know what I just thought of? And thank you to, uh, let's see, Bflow80, not the tool with the tool. And then also uh, someone said, yeah, McBray said, perfect machete for a fake narrative. Okay, Megan, yeah. let's go back in time. I believe it was 1979 or 80. And Sergeant Sparky, if you're still out there, I know you'll know this. When did Friday the 13th come out? I don't know. I never saw all those I never okay. watched. Okay, because he Life used. Is uh, scary enough if me. I'm, I think he used a machete. I think I don't. I I'm not 100. percent Please help me out. I don't remember because I I only watched. There was like 40 of those movies. <laughs> I think I saw like. Hey, I was, if we don't know, chat will tell us. Everyone chat will tell, tell us, us yeah. if there was a machete in the but chat. But wouldn't that be something about. that a horror yeah. movie's out around that time using a similar weapon, and then you've got this ugly looking dude who's going around lopping people's heads off. Um, what a perfect narrative to scare the crap out of people. Well, just like we see their, their actual crimes repurposed nowadays and put on other people like myself. So it's a, it's a very interesting technique, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So it's still not my number one go for t- <laughs> it's good. Sergeant Sparky still with the, with the tape. He's an electrician. Of course he's going to go off like that. So, this. okay. So McBray, yes, he did. Are you saying that? Yes that uh, Jason used a machete in the Friday the 13th movies. I don't know. 1980. Okay, okay so 80. I'm like squinting. Okay, so it came out in 80. So that, man, that's that's kind of odd. I never thought about it, but exactly what I thought about, Gina, was Michael Myers. Okay, well, Michael Myers was the Halloween guy, so that could be too. That was about well, see, the same that's time. that's what right? I do. I, like, lump them all together. Like, Jason, Freddy, Friday the 13th, like, because I never saw them all. I just, like, honestly lump them all together. So that could be a... Okay, my friend Chops over here said Jason had a mom using a machete. <laughs> I do remember that now. Yeah, that's right. Jason that's used the... He, didn't he have a chainsaw? creepy. <laughs> Chain, I get them all mixed up. The chain, Texas Chainsaw guy used the chainsaw, but I don't know. Whatever. Could Campbell? We've okay, stranger, here. we've got Stranger Things with the mother in the lamp department and the boy, and she thinks she can talk to him. Then we got Minority Report with my dad, and he loses <laughs> the kid, and Tom Cruise, and it ends up coming back down on him by the end. I think that's the most accurate one so far, and I don't get into that movie comparison, but this is hilarious. Red Chief One Eleven said, "Could Campbell be Adam's real father?" We've we've asked that same question. Uh, I was not, literally just yep. reading that with yep. my eyes when you said it. Uh, not forgotten. Yeah, that it appears your mother had an underage interaction. We've we've discussed that at length, and I I got to tell you, my gosh, I am more than fifty percent convinced that. But I I now I will say this: 
this is interesting and I don't know if I put it in today's show or not. Let me check. Let me see if I got this because this would fit in perfect with what we're talking about. Did I put it here? Please tell me I did. Yes, guys. Dade County missing evidence. No questions. Ah, no, I didn't. It was for next week. Okay, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit in time here. So I read, I was reading through some of the evidence and they did supposedly the teeth were matched with your mother for DNA, right? They're, they, later on in 96, I believe this was done. They matched them up. Jawbone. Exactly. Yes. Jawbone, that's it. And so so that would, if that's true, if this is really Adam's head and all this stuff, then that links them together as son and mother. But who is the father? Who is well, the right. father? It links them as son and mother, but even within that, and again, I Willis, I've actually talked to Willis Morgan for our audience, and he has agreed to come on. So hopefully we'll be able to have Wait a minute. On. You tell the audience before your co-host? Oh, sorry. Oops. <laughs> What there's that? I don't know. I That's don't awesome. Know. Cool. Awesome. I can't wait. I don't know. It just happened. So, yeah. I'm sorry, Gina. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I talked to Willis. We've got Heidi from Watch the Water, who's our like finger lake specialist. I'm trying to ground everybody so we can get out of the queue you know, crazy satanic panic redo, but um, I'm trying to ground everyone into the facts and because everyone has done such great work and these people are awesome of value and, and towards this, you know, that we're all trying to solve. Um, so yeah, he, he's agreed to come on. I forget why I was just interluding into that. Cause it's getting later. Well, we were talking about Campbell and the real father and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it is in, oh, what I was talking about was the mitochondrial test. So I was talking about my, my mother and the, the mitochondrial test, which Willis will go into. And Megan, break down much sorry, better. sorry to interrupt. I'll be right back. Okay. Go ahead and talk. Yeah. Much better than I can. Um, but it was that they did the first mitochondrial test. Uh, and it was messed up in the lab, which is ironic because when I tried to do the DNA test with the person that came forward saying that they were Adam and still alive, uh, the lab lost it or messed it up. So um, in, in that respect as well with the mitochondrial test, um, there was originally a mishap, the lab technician's DNA you know, it was very bizarre. He was diagnosed with something. There was very some. There was something very significant or unique, I should say, about it. But then there was another DNA that was in there. I don't even know how to explain it, right? To be honest, guys, um, that then ended up being the lab technician's DNA, and they both, my mother and this lab technician, had some, you know, unique thing about you know their their blood or their DNA that was being tested. Um, then it was said that a second mitochondrial test was done and there were some discrepancies there that I have to be honest, I don't know the logistics about, um, Willis Morgan would have to go into detail about that, but nonetheless, it was that there was, you know, essentially it was, it, it was said that this was done. It's been claimed this has been done. It's been put out that it's been done as we've been seeing, uh, as a theme through this, but that actually the results weren't ever, uh, you know, to my knowledge, truly conclusive or accurate. So um, that would be the situation there. I, we had some people pop into chat while you were gone and while I was just talking about the mitochondrial test. So um, McBray said, where is Campbell? Campbell died. 
uh, yeah, gosh, wait, just a few years ago, right? We can't get, yeah, we can't ask Campbell. Another one. See now, okay. If I was going to pin a crime on anybody, it's this, the syndicate down in Southern Florida. It goes back to Monaghan and all that. I mean, that's where my investigation. Cocaine Cowboys, Cocaine Cow homicide, yes. Miami Homicide Department, working with the mob. I mean, it's all yep. down there. It's, right? it's all it's right all there. Yeah. And and Monahan's ties to the to the police department and the sheriff and all that. I mean it's just yeah. it, it makes the most sense to me that this is what's going on. They're they're and like you said, there was a hit. And and here's this is my little take here. Going back to Campbell, if Campbell's the father of Adam, right? Because he said I was like an uncle, like a father, and like no, all these things. Father, 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 then an uncle, yeah. And and a friend and all these things, right? And then you've got John who calls him that boy several times. And to me, that he, that my father is seeing all these affidavits and things that he is basically like James Campbell. Like my dad right. later came like James Campbell. It's very bizarre. And think about it, they're all living together. So maybe there's an arrangement, right? Maybe dad and Reve and uh campbell come to this listen you can live here boy <laughs> you've been screwing my wife i've been out screwing a whole bunch been. of yeah yep. who's already been sleeping go him. ahead stay here i'm gonna go out and have some fun with the boys and which do my do was. my stuff which he was well yeah. we say anything with two legs so whatever that means the police uh, said he was sleeping yes. with anything with legs yeah so i mean my that's kind of how i kind of put this all nice little nice little bow on the package where I just think like, yeah, that's what's going on. Can, can we prove it? Do we have DNA showing that? No, but it makes well, the most sense to me. John Walsh comes out on Larry King on my 21st birthday and says he's a self professed sex addict. And he's on the cover of the globe with his mistresses. And there's a history of, not only infidelity and mistresses, kept mistresses, but also retaliation and domestic violence on these mistresses and my mother or anyone that wants to come forward. That's a huge point there. That's a huge theme and track record. Hmm. Guys, if you can do us a solid over there in Rumble Land, we need some thumbs up. I would appreciate that. That gets us in those algorithms. We appreciate you. Um, thank you so much for watching tonight over on the Foxhole. Also, Megan, I'm this. I, I this is episode five, and I gotta say, like, I think we're making some tracks now. We're kind of going where we wanted this thing to go. You're gonna be bringing in some special guests, which is gonna be amazing. I can't wait to pick Willis's mind because I don't. There's nobody that's probably dug in deeper than Willis. I mean, of all people, like that guy has just been like. How many years? I mean, since 81, really. I mean, he's been doing this, and that's going to be an amazing he's, thing. He's done a lot, but also everyone knows me, and I'm going to say that. He's done a lot, and while you're being gracious, I'm going to say that, you know, we don't agree on everything, and that's okay in itself, like, just independently. Um, we we want that. We don't want everyone to just agree with stuff. We want, we're want we here for the truth. But also, you know, this there have been key players that have kept, you know, opposition and questioning in a narrative uh, going and that when it needs to be conveniently brought out, it has been like we saw the recent, you know, 
Dahmer stuff surrounding the convenient release of a Netflix, you know, thing. And we see, you know, they're, they're very pointed uh, when, what am I trying to say, Gino? Pay attention to when articles are released versus Hollywood box office things versus real situations. That sounds, that sounds vague, but uh, you know, I love Willis very much, but we're all here for the, tr I'm here for the truth. And uh, Arthur J. Harris and Willis Morgan have been the two most vocal, um, you know, recorders, if you will, about this case. And they have dedicated lifetimes, but again, like I, or a lifetime, but again, like I'm going to question everything. I'm also going to question that. Um, especially when we see what they've presented between Dahmer and, you know, another alive Adam with right. Arthur J. Harris came out saying that there was another Adam that said uh, that he was alive. And, uh, you know, the past two and a half years, I have a whole saga with that and questioning Arthur J. Harris and saying, you know, he, he would joke that it was his Adam versus my Adam. And uh, when I started questioning him further, getting down to it about, you know, this other Adam and meeting and DNA and everything, then the story uh, drastically changed. I've been contacted at various times throughout the past two and a half years by people saying that they were going to do documentaries or they wanted me to be involved in this big production. And then it always comes down to Arthur J. Harris um, and again, I'm not saying that that's good or bad. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of relaying, you know, what's been, because a lot has gone on behind the scenes in the past two and a half years that people, I mean, Gino, you are in it with me day in and day out. And, um, especially in the beginning and when my children were first taken where a lot of you all were not involved day in and day out. Um, it was, it, it's been very, very wild behind the scenes. It's, I mean, people have to understand that I've had to navigate through so much crap, man, like just insane, like literal insanity that these people have thrown, uh, just to, to keep the truth hidden, uh, or to keep distractions so that we can't get to that, I guess would be the easiest well, way to end that. Megan, one of my favorite things about doing this show is that I wanted people to see, you've done tons of podcasts and all that stuff, but I wanted to see you in what you're really good at. This is what Megan's good at. Like Megan, I, and I should have prefaced the whole Willis Morgan thing with you first. I meant outsiders knowing the case. I would say Willis is up there, and of course, but Megan knows it inside and out. She lived it, okay? So she gets it from the inside out. But also I wanted, I wanted the public to see just how, intelligent and articulate you are when it comes to these things because the narrative they've portrayed is that megan's crazy she's unfit to be a mother she's i mean her cat peed in a garage and it stunk so let's take her cat. i mean like some of she had a lock on the inside of her door that's supposed to be on the outside my god her blinds were down in her house let's take her kids like that's what i wanted everybody to see i sure we're, we're getting to the crux of the matter with adam and how it ties into all of this stuff but really, I wanted the public to see you, the person who I know it is not crazy, isn't drug addicted, isn't any of the things they've labeled her. It's because tired. She, I'm very tired, tired, very tired. <laughs> but Doug, but who was doing the dirty work. She was digging in and saying, gosh, what the heck? This doesn't make sense. I was told something else. 
and I was living it, and it just doesn't make sense. And then you against watch John Walsh against, against like, yes, the world savior, the, the establishment of, of crime fighting, right? I mean, it's that's the foundation, and it was all it's in our estimation, it's just it's a lie, it's been perpetrated for, for 40 plus years, and it's our goal is to be objective as possible, but. We've gotten more opinionated, I think, as this. I knew it was going to happen. There was no we way I was going to be able. I'm an we opinionated person. Yes, we know it's a lie. We no, totally it's know it's a lie. We know no, it's a lie. lie. For sure we do. And Everyone we want knows. you guys to figure out if it's if you think it's a lie. Hey, if you believe the narrative, if you're on the other side of this, we're okay with that. Tell us. Let us know. That's that's what this show's about. I'm not here to, to tell you this is how it happened. We don't know. We're trying to figure it out. We have our ideas, our thoughts on it. But we want you guys to, to look at it from the 40,000 foot view, examine the evidence, go, go to the website, justiceforadam.com. You can look through all the evidence yourself, thousands and thousands of documents, pictures, all kinds of stuff there. Great job over there. Just go there, look through it, sift through it. You find something that you think's interesting. Like I said earlier, DM Megan on Twitter, let her know. She looks at everything. She gets all kinds of stuff all the time. Some of it trying to keep up. good. Some of it not so good, but yeah, trying to keep up with it. But might take I, me a, day, a couple days, but I will get to your message. I promise. Yeah, but Megan, like, this is what I want people to know. Like, I love Megan to death. She is my sister. I look at her as my little sister, and I'm going to protect her because this woman has been through hell on earth. They have put her through hell on earth for no good reason, zero. And when I say zero, I mean zilch, like nothing. And zilch. and it's it's been a lie that has been going on for two and a half years now and it's all kinds of paid opposition and all these just idiots and we're sick of it her children deserve to be at home literally how many i have to cut for a second i gotta interrupt because literally daily how many messages do we get or and it's not just like social media messages it's like people in circles like with BS messages, paid opposition, like total distractions, infiltrate liars, like say, like such levels of manipulation. It's why, like it's indescribable, honestly. I mean, using God, using children, using we've got this way or that way. I mean, there are infiltrators within the movement that's not a movement to protect our children. You know, it's like... I'm just, I'm over the BS. I, you know, people forget, you know, I might be talking about John Walsh, but I'm also John Walsh's daughter. And I was raised to be a man hunter. Like, like, no, I don't know how else to put that, but I was raised to be a man hunter and the crap that we're seeing and the BS is just not cutting it for me personally, I guess at this point, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. It ain't it ain't cutting it for me either. We're done with the BS. We're sick of infiltrators. We're thick, sick of all of it. It's time to to what do they say? Uh, what's that saying? Something on the pot and, or get off. I can't remember how it goes. There's so, that ish. Whatever. Yeah. I can't remember how ish that goes. Get but, off the pot. Yes, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. But that and, and I think that that's why I'm moving into personally. I know we're getting off of Adam stuff when we banter at the end of the shows, but. I, you know, that's where I'm moving into uh, myself. Personally, we've been talking about this a lot, but, you know, it, it really is about ish or get off the pot. And, you know, there's, where are the big influencers talking about this? You know, where are, and I'll even say big patriot influencers. And I hate saying that because that's what the whole basis is supposed to be. I get it. But like, 
we all have to start getting real here and like we want to talk about hunter biden we want to talk about all this global rain epstein all the stuff we want to talk about everything except question the root of the cause the issue that the head of the snake and really address that even the top people like dom luker and you know all these people that everyone's going to on social media you know we've spent years bantering and yes it was necessary for like awareness and people to learn about these things and yes that's not to negate that argument and and need for that that was crucial but for me i'm you know this is this is coming out. I mean, it's undeniable at this point. And and Gina, you know, we've been talking about this the past, like, especially two weeks or so. I'd say two or three weeks. Like, I'm just in this space towards like getting over this crap, acknowledging it, and moving into spaces where we're actually supporting and helping people heal. Um, not just people in general, of course, and that have have been victimized by this stuff, but especially children and families, like. We need to be ending this. Like, I do think that CPS, we haven't figured it out yet. And if people in the chat want to suggest things, we've had several people come forward with very obvious scenarios or ways that this could have happened. But I do believe that, you know, whether CPS took Adam beforehand or not, um, and the cops covered it, or if Adam was like, you know, say potentially like, should have been a CPS case to that extent. So, you know, for me, I'm navigating that now, but I do believe thoroughly and fundamentally that the truth is actually in the allegations against me. You know, I've said that. Um, I do firmly believe when we see that I'm being accused of, I'm John Walsh's daughter. I've been raised in all this stranger danger and all this craziness. Do we really think that I would have paramour sleeping in bed with my children? Like that doesn't even make sense. But yet then in the, in the records and the facts of what we know about Adam, that there is my mother's paramour sleeping in bed with Adam, whether it's individually or all together, we don't even know at this point. So, you know, it's, it's, I do believe that we need to keep pushing through on this. I do believe that it's very vital for us to look at this, not only for, um, you know, just what we're going through now, the history of our country, the history of this issue, so that we can move forward, as I always say, into better ways. You know, there's just better ways to handle these situations, and we all have crap, and I really think that you know, at this point going into next week, I will say that, you know, where I'm at right now is, is that there were very neglectful lifestyle driven parents that we know and have had a track record since and that I grew up with um, that, you know, something, either somebody took their child, the finders took their child, CPS took their child, um, or there was a love triangle going on and, you know, we don't know where Reve Walsh was for 90 minutes. I don't know. So that's, I think that that's a fair where we're at in this, uh, in this expose, Gino, what would you think? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is an expose. Uh, Red Chief said, do you think they dosed him just like Casey Anthony? 
Well, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there and I try to be as fair as I can be, but I also, also try to bring in my experiences. And I will say that I was at a lot of adult events that I don't know why I was there or why I should have ever been there besides exploiting and covering for their past. And I remember the beginning of dinners and events. And I remember even walking up to strangers' hands that I thought were my father's or men's and grabbing them. And then I don't remember things afterwards. So, um, you know, and we did actually grow up with really grossly to that comment. We grew up with uh, in our house, we had these two Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls that were life-size that someone made for us. I mean, talk about finders cult uh, that someone made for us and they were life-size and we would actually take the clothes off and like dress up as them. And it was like a Mm. big joke. So Raggedy and Andy were definitely around, which I don't think a lot of people pay attention to that notion in child trafficking, which is actually a huge notion um, and code and all that kind of stuff, as well as in Indian river County, uh, you and uh, Sylvia and Danielle had John Carapi on last week on Rescue mm-hmm. the Fosters last Thursday. If everyone wants to go watch that and watch every Thursday if you're not already. Um, but you guys had him on last week and he actually was involved and arrested on Esther's removal and for speaking the truth about this whole situation with me. Um, and he had actually been the fundraiser for the Hibiscus House, which is under Children's Home Society, which is who has kidnapped and trafficked my children. And it was originally founded uh, under Virginia Tan uh, as the Children's Home Society back in the day when she started selling children to wealthy couples. Um, that's your historical reference there. Um but, uh, you know, John Carapi and everyone, they, he was raising money for the, to, to create this hibiscus house for children. And they used my mother, uh, it, you know, to her name, basically, to raise the money for it. And he'll even tell you how, you know, they put the makeup on the child for the logo. There's a little logo, right? And it's got like this house. There's a child with black under its eyes and it's holding a raggedy Ann doll. So, um, you know, very, yeah, very and congruencies. Like, and it's the only people that would recognize raggedy Ann is like generate my generation, basically <laughs> like that was, it's not around. It hasn't been around forever. So it's interesting that they would right. go back to that symbolism. Well, but sick. that's when that was all occurring. Though. Exactly. Just, yeah. You know, that's when that was occurring. And so mm-hmm. drugging a child up and then doing whatever you want with it is like a raggedy Ann doll. Was Adam's autopsy performed in Fort Pierce, Florida, 19th Judicial? Um, it was, I believe it was on that. Let me see if it's, oh, I Fort just Pierce closed. is different. I don't know whether it was actually at the Indian River, like in Vero Beach, or whether it was uh, Fort St. Lucie. I don't know that. I, yeah, I'm not sure either. I closed that. Sorry. There, I, well, can you comment in comments if that's a significance? Because it is the 19th Circuit, but... Uh, I don't know if it was actually done in Vero Beach or Port St. Lucie. That's a good question. We also just had the Port St. Lucie sheriff uh, mm-hmm. suddenly resign, Mascara, who had a lot of corruption around him and ghost candidates and everything. St. Nipolis said, ask Nancy Schaefer about CPS. Yeah. Nancy, mm. uh, 
my You're, my life, Nancy. What an Schaefer. amazing woman, Nancy Schaefer. There was one She's more thing I wanted to read here, and I lost it. Sorry, guys. Uh, Ted Gunderson, too. Gotta do it. Gotta Gunder. do it. Ted Gunderson. Oh, yeah. We love Gunny. We love Gunny. <laughs> The guns. Okay, McBray said, Gino, John Walsh was the first ID channel-like show on television. Come on now, LOL. Crazy what they do for fame. Okay, well, here's... I'm going to disagree with just a little bit. I don't believe John Walsh was necessarily looking for fame. Maybe he was. Maybe he wasn't. I think John John Walsh was being groomed for fame. I believe he was being... He was going to be the face of crime fighting in America. That was what it... It, it either it turned into or it was the playbook right from the beginning. I'm not 100% sure either way. But I don't know if he knew that or if he was thrown into it. It does seem like he accepted the role. I will say that. Like he didn't, you know, well, he's he was on kind Paradise of, kind of Island, natural. you know, with mm-hmm. Meyer Lansky and doing all the craziness. And he's at the diplomat and he's got all these previous connections that we really cannot deny, like fundamentally cannot deny. I do agree with you that he was groomed for it, um, especially like I was saying earlier with him, you know, Monaghan bringing him under his wing um, and him having this disconnect with his father and really wanting to prove that. It really sets someone up for that grooming process and that mm. influence. Um, so I and and actually, if we it's a great point with America's Most Wanted now he was the third to be asked to host it. There were two other, um, I guess, individuals that were already known, you know, in the television world, you know, as being hosts that were asked to host America's Most Wanted and they wanted nothing to do with it. They didn't agree with the concept of it. They did not want any involvement. And then they found John Walsh, they say, right? But this was Rupert Murdoch. So, I think I made a big mistake like maybe three years ago when I posted on Facebook that I wanted to sue the estate of Rupert Murdoch. I admit I thought he was dead like by default long ago, just because like his age. Um, And I really do mean it because, you know, Rupert Murdoch, if we look again at the history, not conspiracy, but actual factual history, um, Fox Network at that time was actually a fledgling network. It was about to go under. And Um, Rupert Murdoch had already had a program in the UK called Crime Watch UK. It was hosted by a female who actually was murdered later on by somebody. And uh, so somebody, but she was the host and it was Crime Watch UK. So he already had seen ratings from this. He'd already seen effects from this type of show, all of that. And he was like very, um, what am I looking for? Like, unequivocally set on making this in America. You know, he was like driven to to the halt to make this happen in America. It was going to be called America's Most Wanted. Um, And Fox was going to go under if they actually didn't get the contract uh, from what I've read. Um, And so, um, so then they approached John Walsh. He agrees to do it and it becomes this show where, you know, if we look at this, you know, even from a psychological perspective, from a human perspective, like, so America's Most Wanted was put out, it was, it was in your face told that these are the worst crimes, like, we have to, like, literally get the worst crimes, we choose from them, 
But then yet, if you look at the dichotomy there, you're seeing that these are the worst crimes, meaning these are like not the most likely crimes by far to happen to American people. But then you are seeing it shown weekly and you're exposed to it weekly, right? So that is a, that's, that's like not at, like that creates a division and a conflict in itself, whether even if it's subconsciously, right? So you're like saying, I'm watching this show and everyone was addicted to it, right? Like, doesn't everyone say like, I never missed that show. Like John Walsh, his voice, like his voice. If I didn't recognize that, I heard his voice, you know? And it was like, oh, you know, like. It was like Casey Kasem on the top 40. It was like your dad was And I couldn't even tell you Casey Kasem's voice. I mean, it's my dad, (laughs) so that's not a fair thing. But like, I couldn't even tell you that, but I could tell you the like, tonight on America's Most Wanted, you know. We actually did, we used to tease him so bad about it. Anyways, so, (laughs) so. But here's the show. I mean, we have to be looking at taking ourselves out of it and looking at this from a point of like a public perspective, right? How is this being taken in? How is this being viewed? What effect is this having on uh, our nation, not not just communities, you know, where these now, I mean, and, it, and to say to that, it wasn't even like it was put out on these wide platforms. This was like, in your community, you have predator. This is going to happen to you in your community, you know, and and these just different horrific things that really overtook, like, how did we get into America's Most Wanted from kidnapped, you know, and missing and exploited? How did we get in the National Center into adoption and CPS and sex offender registries from missing and exploited? Like, this has become what looks like and appears and and I will say is, in my opinion, a monopoly on the kid business, the kid issue, which has increased five to 600% since we started these initiatives. And that started with my brother, 1983 Reagan, like establishing through Congress, through Senator Byrd, as Ted Gunderson and and, uh, Kathy O'Brien and many of them have identified to be the front of the the real domestic child trafficking that's going on through our system and has for decades and that goes also correlating to these ugly faces in the media like Otis Tool and Henry Lee Lucas to cover for the reality of who's actually doing these crimes whether well, that be familial say you know satanic ritual abuse familial molestation and and pedophilic disorder or whether that's dealing with three letter agencies and cps trafficking or government trafficking or any of that Go ahead, sorry Gina. so two things i think you had a freudian slip you said factual <laughs> instead of factual oh. <laughs> i think you actually said that. um and factual. then also <laughs> also um if let's think about this, if you have a TV show and it just, just like you said, Fox was a startup network in 88. I remembered I was 18 years old. My buddies, we all hung out, drank beer, watched America's most wanted the whole, we called it the Fox lineup. I think it was the Simpsons. It was 21 jump street or something. I don't know. It was whatever it was. Oh, and married, married with children. And so we'd watch, we'd, we'd watch that. We'd get, you know, drunk watching all these shows, but you know, America's most wanted, I think let it off. That was like the eight o'clock slot or something. Mm -hmm. And man, we were like all on board. We loved it, all that stuff. And it's, it's interesting looking back in hindsight, because you're like, wait a minute. Okay. So just like you said, they're, they're getting the worst of the worst because obviously why? Because that gets ratings. Yeah. 
What what keeps a show on TV? The it's ratings. Rating box. Well, of course. That's all I ever heard about. It's all I ever heard about. So, okay, maybe they were getting the bad guys, the scumbags off the street. Some of them great. Excellent. But it's if the ratings sucked, that show wouldn't have been on for 20 plus years, whatever it was. Was it 25 years? I think it was on or something like that. It was that. the second longest running show on okay. television. Yeah. That's I mean, that could be updated. Statistics could be updated from sure. then, but yeah. at that the last time I checked, it was. Um, yeah, and, and that's what it is. It is ratings. We heard about, you know, the Nelson rating box. We know now that, you know, what we're, what we're dealing with, with even news. I mean, people don't understand even, you know, my father was on CNN and everything. It was still about ratings. It's about getting the ratings. That's your paycheck. That's how you get your contract the next year. That's the fundamentals of it. So, yeah, it became a job. You're getting paid yeah. for it. Do your job well, you know, do your thing. I don't know. You just have to think about that aspect of it. I mean, maybe some good things were happening well, through like, that program, but think, a lot of bad. You just said... What did you say the number was? The increase in child trafficking? It was 600% or something? Five to 600%. Yeah, and, that's... Well, and, and that's the thing, too, is you have to be asking yourself, like, yeah, John Wall. So we're seeing this. We're seeing, like, a guy who has bosses, literally bosses, in Hollywood, Florida. Hollywood, you know, it's all about the flash. It's all about that. If you look at the history of the area of the time... And then you have these connections with CIA, Meyer Lansky, you've got Finders Cult, um, you've got human trafficking going hand in hand with arms and child and drug and organ, you know, every bit. Uh, we know that at this point, and children are actually more of a commodity than drugs at this point. Um, and when you have, you know, the bosses being cleanup guys and the other one questioned for being connected to, to the Finders Cult themselves, I mean, these I've I've just stated facts, and that's a very loose, off the cuff, like, just account. You know, I mean, how are we not? I I have what have I always held, Gino, that this should be reopened, that this needs to be reinvestigated. I mean, this is just pathetic. If I was any honestly, if I was any police officer in this country, and I cared about like the history and police work and my my career and integrity, I would be calling for this to be reinvestigated and reopened because it wouldn't take longer than a day, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Any good if PI could see this in real. five minutes. I mean, it's not hard. It's not hard to yeah. see. Megan, should I play? I So I had audio of a newspaper article from the Sun Sentinel about Key Walsh evidence that, that was missing. Um, do you want to play part of that or do you just want to skip over that? No, it's, go ahead and play part okay. of it. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's do that. I think it's pretty interesting. This was an article written in 19, February 17th, 1996 in the Sun Sentinel. It says, Key Walsh Evidence Missing. Let me switch screens here. audio playing you're muted yeah is it playing you're muted i don't know why it's not playing hold on i had it all set up now it's not playing maybe because oh. it's been sitting let me go back hang on a technology let's... yeah i love it let's try this again now we're gonna have to wait for an ad to play probably everyone give gino a shout out in the chat please just <laughs> like 
Look at it. It won't play. So now I'm going to, I don't want to read it. That I wanted to play it. Maybe you guys can hear it. Maybe I'm just not hearing it. I can't hear it. Do you want me to read it? Yeah. I'll I mean, it's, it. we don't no, need to read all of it. I think it's just interesting. Some of it. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and read it. Let me uh, zoom in okay. a little bit for you. You can cut me off like I always cut you off. It's okay. Uh, It's your show. You get to cut me off. I can't cut you off. Okay, go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) The Hollywood Police Department's best shot at solving the 1981 murder of Adam Walsh may have been lost forever. Along with some bloody evidence that may have linked, always may, linked a dim-witted killer to the crime. Otis Elwood Toole, a convicted killer serving five life sentences in Florida State Prison remains, in quotes, an excellent suspect in the murder of Adam Six. But according to investigative documents on the murder that were released on Friday, police have misled crucial evidence that uh, through could have either proved or disproved that Tool did the killing. The missing evidence consists of bloody carpet scraps taken from the floor of Otis of Tool's black and white 1971 Cadillac and trace amounts of dried blood found on a machete that he once told investigators he used to cut off Adam's head. The evidence was collected in 1983 while Tool was in jail in Duval County awaiting trial on an arson murder. I, you know, that's another thing. What I want to look into what his five life sentences were, whether they were confessed killings or we only see this one again arson conviction right. in reality. He contacted police telling them he wanted to talk about a child he had killed in Broward County. Again, him contacting the police. And behind the scenes, it was all about that he said that he would only do a confession if it was for an author. He wanted a book deal out of it. Um, At the time, there was not sufficient technology to determine whether the blood on the blade or on the carpet was the same type as Adam's. Not even human, remember, we've established. Today, there is, but the evidence is gone. The carpet from the floor of Tool's Cadillac where he once told, that was a Freudian slip, sorry, his catalog, (laughs) I meant Cadillac. Oops. Where he once told, that's finders right there, uh, where he once told investigators he placed Adam's severed head was quote-unquote misplaced while in custody of the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office. Jacksonville is one of the largest trafficking hubs in Florida and, and the United States. Unaware of the soon-to-come powers of DNA testing, investigators didn't lift the dried blood from the machete or its sheath, according to the police file. In an interview after the release of the documents at 10 a.m. Friday, Hollywood Police Chief Richard Witt said Tool was, quote-unquote, an excellent suspect, again, that's reiterating, in the case And he called the missing evidence, quote unquote, extremely critical to the investigation. Quote, if we had had DNA technology at the time, we would we wouldn't be here today. Uh, End quote. What said, quote, tool would have been arrested and successfully prosecuted or he would have been eliminated as a suspect. End quote. I do agree with that. Can't read past that. Yeah. (laughs) Critics of the release of the documents to the media, including Adam's parents, said 
now there is a little hope that Adam's killer will ever be prosecuted. Said now there is little hope that Adam's killer will ever be prosecuted. At that time, I love how their stories change like year after year, month after month. Um, the tragedy and travesty of this is that the professionals who may someday try to prosecute this case have had a tremendous roadblock thrown in their way with the release of these files, said attorney George Terwiger, however you say that, which is actually weird because I grew up with a girl in my town with the same odd last name, the exact same one. Um, a spokesperson for Adam's parents, John and Ravay Walsh, justice has, been, has not been served. The 10,000-page police files show that Tool who has twice confessed to the murder, then twice recanted, has some detailed knowledge of the circumstances surrounding the crime. It also reveals the existence of a possible eyewitness who says he was Tool, who says he saw Tool kidnap Adam from the Hollywood Sears store on July 27, 1981. Also in July 1981, two days before Adam's abduction, a Hollywood resident, Arlene Mayer, said a man followed her and her daughter from a parking lot in Hollywood in a in a Kmart store. Which this is actually interesting because um mcbray in chats actually sent me this is wild that this is coming up right now this is how this works guys and i'm pulling it up right now she sent me a whole article that i think i sent to you gino it says child awareness game child awareness game so adam was left at games okay child awareness game at kmart so here we have kmart stores quoted and Kmart stores throughout the country will be first retailers to carry the child awareness game, a new in, a new game endorsed by the nonprofit Adam Walsh Child Resource Center. Again, that's changed names. I'm reading from the article that McBray mm -hmm. sent me. Um, uh, it says Kmart, let's see, hang on, sorry. Um, Kmart Corporation has announced April is National Child Safety Awareness Month. This is also the first such game to be endorsed by John and Ravay Walsh, parents of six-year-old Adam Walsh, who, whose abduction and murder was chronicled in the TV special Adam. So that's what I was about to bring up. So now we have a movie Adam from it. Now we have a board game, Gino. We've got a game, okay? Through Kmart, you're on mute. Unreal. Uh, Okay, so that's very interesting. Um, and I know where, that you're where was that article from? Let's make a note. Uh, this is from the Valley Independent, 1986, April 1986. Hmm. Wow. Um, it says, uh, okay, so I read that. It said a man followed her and dart from a parking lot in Hollywood into a Kmart store. So now, also, I want to say that people that are in the know about trafficking and different things that before milk cartons and, uh, you know, facial recognition, the fingerprints, the uploaded uh, school pictures that we have now through LifeTouch was catalogs. And so to see Sears with my brother going missing, Sears, and when they had to walk through the catalog department, and now we have Kmart here popping up. Uh, with another claim, you know, who the heck knows if this claim is true or not. 
um, with a Kmart store. At one point when the girl was alone, the suspect approached her and asked if she wanted, so are the finders using these stores? I mean, that's what I want to ask. Like, Good are the question. finders going to these stores? Um, the suspect approached her and asked if she wanted him to push her around the store in, a shop, in the shopping cart. The girl screamed and cried for her mother, who ran back to find her. The man walked away. The daughter identified Tool from the lineup. But yeah, we have Willis claiming and all up and down swearing that it's Jeffrey Dahmer, right? We can't forget that. These new details about Tool's possible involvement in the killing come after Hollywood police were ordered by Broward Circuit Court judge to release the files. Okay, so this is coming out after these case files are released. Uh, after several newspapers, including the Sun Sentinel, uh, successfully argued that there was no imminent possibility of arrest in the case. So the voluminous case files should be open to the public. But parts of the file supplied to the media are missing. But parts of the file supplied to the media are missing. Joel Cantor, the Hollywood Police Department's attorney, said he advised police officials to release the entire file, but said they could they could withhold information that would reveal the the identify of confidential informants, the uh, the identity of confidential informants. Reporters found that some information was deleted and some pages were missing from the record, including the July 1995 interview with Tool. According, that's really, that's really significant, honestly. According to the police file, when the now defunct Hollywood Sun Tatler newspaper ran a story on the 10 year anniversary of Adam's disappearance, it caught the eye of an, a man named William Missler. Missler, who was 33 when Adam disappeared, called police and said he was at the Sears the day Adam was kidnapped and that he may have witnessed the abduction, which we've again heard from Willis and, and others as well. Missler told investigators he saw Tool lure a boy he believed to be Adam into a black and white cat. But, okay, so what I wanted to say about that, which is leading me to, is it's interesting that they bring forth Missler but then they deny other witnesses where the accounts don't correlate or support what they want to be put out. So here's Missler telling investigators what they want to hear. Saw a tool lure a boy he believed to be Adam into a black and white Cadillac with faded black interior near the entrance of the Sears Garden shop. So again, this at this point is still hearsay. Under hypnosis. So he was another. There we go. There we go. Treatment, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Under hypnosis, Missler was able to recall details about the car. I mean, please, people, look into hypnosis and don't ever, don't ever. Okay. Including a small dent on the bumper, which had never been reported in the media and would have been known only to someone who had seen the car. Missler's description matched exactly that. I mean, the the you know uh the justification and like all this is just really wild how they make excuses they're like yeah of course that would mean that missler's description matched exactly that of the vehicle tool said he used to kidnap adam during one of his confessions tool was also able to lead detectives from the hollywood mall to a remote dirt 
uh, Road near mile marker 126 on Florida's Turnpike, not far from where Adam's head was found floating in the canal on August 10th, 1981. Investigators have never been able to find the rest of Adam's body. Tool did say that he uh, burned it in his mother's backyard and a refrigerator and a lot of other stuff. Um, when Tool was trying to convince the police in 1983 that he killed, okay, so when Tool was trying to convince the police in 1983 <laughs> that he killed Adam, he told investigators he couldn't show them exactly where the body was because he was, quote unquote, extremely intoxicated during the abduction, murder, and burial. Yeah. Despite being touted as the killer by then Hollywood police chief Sam Martin in 1983, again, police, told uh, a tool has never been charged with Adam's murder besides the lack of physical evidence and his panache for confessing to the crime, then recanting tool possesses another problem to investigators. I made it all up. He told police at one point, Oops. I'm not lying, y'all. I'm not lying. Oops. Whoops. But later recanted the crime for them. Or recreated, sorry. He confessed as well as the stories he has told friends and cellmates have been riddled with inconsistencies and changes. Over time, he gave conflicting reports of the murder. First saying he committed the crime with an accomplice, which was Henry Lee Lucas, and Henry Lee Lucas was locked up at the time. Blatant lie. Later saying he acted alone, then of how he disposed of Adam's torso. And the by the way, Lucas yeah. was locked up in Texas. This yeah, is in Florida. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he claimed all this, <laughs> right. they took it, and then they realized, oh, crap, uh, Henry Lee Lucas is locked up, so that's not going to work. But the rest of Tool's story was consistent, and he showed so much remorse in an interview that one Jacksonville Sheriff's detective said there is no doubt in his mind who killed Adam. <coughs> Excuse me. In my own opinion, I firmly believe Tool is the murderer of Adam, Detective Jesse W. Terry told Hollywood detectives in November of 1983. I mean, who's Jesse Terry, though? Like, who, who, are, who are you? I don't care. Right. It's like name dropping. Yeah. What? It's just name dropping. I mean, you could yeah, like say you don't John Smith. Because, yeah. Again, this is hearsay and an official set a quote unquote official because he went to some other training than you and I or he like puts on the shirt every day. So he's now an authority. That doesn't matter to me. OK, moving on. It was the beginning of the investigation into tools connections with the crime. In the days and weeks following, Tool told police how and why he abducted, then murdered Adam. Here is what he said. And then next week, we'll, I want to pull those records showing that he was taken aside and, you know, given a lot of information and then reunited to do all of this that we're talking about. Um, after re returning home to Jacksonville from Newport News, Virginia, Again, Virginia, that's another thing, on July 25th, 1981. So that's a day after my mother's birthday. Tool, which Adam, my mother's birthday was the 24th. Adam was murdered on the 27th, which is actually a significant thing. And then I was born less than a year after. Tool retrieved his black and white 1971 model Cadillac from the roofing company parking lot, dug up $300 he had stashed in the ground, 
at his mother's house, gassed up and headed south on Interstate 95. Well, that's a renegade scenario for you now, isn't it, Gino? <laughs> sure is. These guys are wild, man. We got they're, they're Where's the movies? Okay, he ended up on this. Well, we did. We had Adam. Okay, he ended up. It's the up gay, on the gay Bonnie and Clyde. It, I mean, literally the gay Bonnie and Clyde. Otis Tool, Henry Lee Lucas. It's why I wish people would look at them aside from Adam, because then they'd never be able to digest the Adam story. He ended up on Biscayne Boulevard in Miami. Wow, I used to do a lot of studio work down. A lot of music industry is down on Biscayne. Uh, where he turned some tricks and ended up sleeping in his car. The next day, he went to Fort Lauderdale, then went to Hollywood Mall about noon. The police file shows that Adam may have been instructed to leave the Sears store that day by a store security officer who mistakenly thought Adam was related to another boy who was causing problems near a video game. She later told her boss he was 85, she was 85% sure the boy was Adam. She was also one that was hypnotized. Tool told police he was sitting on a bus bench outside the north exit of the Sears store at the mall when he met Adam. So what, he had his car parked in the parking lot and he's sitting on a bus bench? Did I miss something? Um, he struck no. up a conversation with Adam and asked him to go over to his car saying he had some candy and toys, which is the big thing my dad, like, you know, the stranger danger is all about the candy and toys in the car. It's so weird. In this statement, Mr. Tool indicated that he did not have any intention of kidnapping his child or of kidnapping this child earlier that day. And it was a spur of the moment thing. A Hollywood detective wrote. After he got Adam in the car, Tool locked the doors and headed toward the, entra the entrance to Florida's turnpike less than two miles away. But the child, quote unquote, became rowdy, at which time he slapped the daylights out of the boy. Mr. Tool indicated that he slapped the child dead in the face and across the child's eyes, investigator wrote. But Adam wouldn't stop crying, according to Tool. So he pulled over and grabbed Adam around his throat and started to choke him until the child passed out. Quote, unquote, Mr. Tool stated that it was possible that the boy may have been dead after he choked him because the child never regained consciousness, documents show. Tool told police he drove onto a dirt, a dirt road off mile marker 126 and just north of Raid, Raid Bog Road where he could hide. He carried Adam out of the car under one arm. In his other hand was a machete. Uh, then he laid the boy down on the dirt road and severed his head with four or five blows of the machete, which actually doesn't make sense. Like if you had already killed a child um, and he was unconscious and didn't regain consciousness, you wouldn't like necessarily drag him out to like, just like, I'm going to now addedly chop his head off. Like that doesn't really make sense. Yeah. It doesn't really make a lot of sense. But yeah. if, if we go to the narrative and he's saying he was drunk and inebriated, didn't know what he was really doing. I mean, maybe that, that could happen, I guess. If he he's also really... does have, he has no track record of doing this ever true, true. before. Yeah. 
Yep. Um, if anything, I could see him saying, I choked the child out. He never regained consciousness. So I pulled over on the side of the road. I'm obsessed with fire and I lit him on fire. Like, I would actually even believe that more. Hmm. Um, trying to explain personally, trying to explain his actions to detectives. Tool once told them he abducted Adam because he liked the little boy and only wanted to take him home and raise him to be his own child, documents show. He killed the child because he was a smart kid and would have recognized Otis if he let him go, which is interesting because the person that came forward saying that they're alive and Adam did have that same account saying that Otis Tool said that, okay, you know what, you're smart, I like you, like, I'm going to take you and make you my nephew, but I was told to do this to you. So how, you know, we have to fake this and you're going to come with me and not saying it makes sense. This is like crazy killer talk, but you know, that was, that's, that's one of the takes from the person saying that they're Adam and alive, his account of how that, that actually did happen. Yeah. I thought that guy did a great job on that article going over a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I think it's really good. And, you know, there's another um, document that I saw, and I, I'm a little ticked off I didn't include it. I didn't think we were going to have enough time to get to it. But it was actually um, somebody else did, like, a synopsis of all the – they had, like, like the pros and cons, right? They had the evidence over here, and then they had, okay, well, why did this happen? Like, it was questioning the narrative. And it was actually in the police record, so I got to find that. I, I thought I saved it, but it's, it's – I, I can find it. But I thought that was a really interesting take on it. And then this article, I saw this after. I'm like, oh, my gosh, he's, they're, like, agreeing on the same thing, same same items. Yeah. And it is it is this thing of, like, oddest tools painted as this, like, horrible person and all these things. And maybe he was. I don't know. But I think that's a great point you brought up where, okay, so he pulls out a machete and starts – the kid's already dead. And he starts, like, yeah. lopping off his head and hacking him up and all this stuff. Like, And then, then you've got to discard the body and discard the head. Like – I mean, that's too much thinking, like, and it's messy. It like, yeah, yeah the burning thing actually kind of makes sense. If he's an arsonist, like, he knows how to start a fire. Yeah, like, like, oh, my God, I killed this kid. Yeah. Even if I want to take him under my wing or make him my, even if that part's true. Like, oh, my God, this kid's dead. I'm going to set him on fire. We'll leave him on the side of the road. It would have been way more, especially if you're saying that you were drunk and high and everything, it would be way more haphazard than that, I would think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm sure he had a lighter. <laughs> like it wouldn't have been hard to do. Right. Like yeah. literally, Just, you had it yeah. literally in your car at that time. Yeah. Like, yeah right. Yeah. True. Uh, McBray said no sex offender charges or anything. Exactly. No track record. I think police gave him some of this information to groom him. Yeah. And criminals yeah. don't think into things that much. Yes. See, I, yeah, yeah. Well, some criminals do some, some are just very methodical psychopaths. <clears throat> that definitely think through the murder because it kind of, they get a rise out of it. I don't, I don't know if tool was that guy though. That's like premeditated and tools whole like shtick from the beginning. I mean, we just read it, how it wasn't planned. Mm -hmm. Uh, His whole uh, confession stated that his, you know, his niece had just been killed or died. And I think Henry Lee Lucas actually was part of that. I mean, it's a whole convoluted thing. And that he was just driving up back to Jacksonville and he passed through 
Hollywood and he went by the mall and saw this kid outside crying and he was upset about the niece and the aunt. So he took this kid in and was going to make him his own. And, uh, you know, the kid wasn't going along with it. So he did what he had to do, you know? Right. Well, Megan. Yeah. I think that was long enough. We're at two hours, 43 minutes in an hour show. (laughs) We did it again. <laughs> these are these were supposed to be one hour and twenty minutes. Literally non-jail. It's only but, gonna be an hour, I swear. But, right. But before we go, before we go, we do want to offer the chats questions, comments, criticisms, yeah. your thoughts on who murdered it, whatever you want to say. Uh, start throwing them in the chats here. It looks like Rumble's pretty active, so hopefully you guys can uh, throw some comments or questions toward towards Megan and see what her thoughts are on it. Um, McBray's commented quite a bit. She's got lots, lots of good Love things to say. Her. I'll yes. be on with her first thing in the morning. I just texted her. I'm sorry. I'm so spent. I can't even talk after this. I have to go to bed. Rupert Murdoch is a globalist POS, no different from Klaus Schwab, <laughs> Bill Gates, etc. Well, it's interesting because Victor Haldersplatt is the one who is with the World Economic Forum that mm-hmm. is behind the International Center for Missing Sway Children, which is the sister extension through the McCann kidnapping madeline mccann and dutro um scandal uh that created the international center so um world economic connection definitely behind these uh these entities that we are saying the national center for missing exploited children which is supposed to be non-political and for only the protection of our children and what about families and why do they say 88 to 92 percent of child trafficking comes from the foster care system yet they do nothing about it where are they on the border where are they on any modern issue um megan we have a mystery chatter that just popped into rumble the hollywood reporter has made an appearance you both are awesome that's it it's fed totally fed Probably on his way to Bed Bath and Beyond or something. Well, you know, yeah, totally. <laughs> so, like needed some new candles. Um, love you, Mike. Criminals have long been the most ardent supporters. Criminals have long been the most ardent supporters of America's most wanted. So <laughs> I had so many people calling, being like, "Dude, how did they like? Oh, 20 minutes after they air, they've got the guy. Like, oh, it's so real." Like, thanks for the critical thinking, truly. Somebody right. may have been the victim of a satanic ritual. Boulder has a bad rep. Uh, as far as the occult goes, yeah, Colorado has a bad rep for the occult. It also has a bad rep for trafficking. Uh, maybe some people should start asking Lynn Wood about Jean Benet. Oh, boy. <laughs> Are we going to go with Lynn Wood right now? It's too late for Lynn Wood, Megan. Let's not talk about Lynn Sorry. Wood. Sorry. I just go with the flow. I so. know. I know what you do. So, Mike, um, let, uh, actually, Megan, since Mike is here now, the Hollywood Reporter, go give him a follow on Twitter, <clears throat> at MikeWolfPack100. My boy. Excuse me. I'm losing my voice. Go follow Mike. Mike is awesome. Mike is the whole reason I'm even here. Like, why I know Megan, why I know anything about any of this. It's because of Mike. So it's your fault, Mike. It's all your fault. I was going to say, he's getting blamed big time tonight. (laughs) Oh, oh, he's got a ton on Linwood. Yeah, Mike, you got a ton on everybody. That's why we love you. 
Mike's got great digs, great Twitter threads. You got to go read them. They're amazing. If you're not following them, you need to follow them. Also, also, let's promote Twitter space on Tuesday evenings. Mike, what time is it going to be this week? 9 p.m. I think it's 9, but just to make sure. Uh, Adam's autopsy. We read his name. Was it, um, was it right? No, it wasn't right. It was, um, oh yeah, it was, it was Dr. Wright. Yeah. Thank you, McBray. Dr. Wright. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. other names like in preliminary stuff around that. And then Wright seems to be the one to end up always writing. Ironically, the right re- writes the reports or does the thing. <laughs> I got nothing on YouTube but righteousness. Oh, thanks. Thanks, man. <laughs> 9 p.m. 9 p.m. Twitter space. Don't miss it. That is that I gotta tell you, Megan, last week's show was lit. Is that what the kids yes. say now? Lit? <laughs> God, it's, don't try it was to lit. It's no so cat. it was so it That's was so Oh my god, we're old. It was so based. <laughs> it was so based, like no cap. Do you ever see uh, that on TikTok, that, that dad that goes to his kids and he's, he tries to use all their lingo on them? Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. No, I think I need to guest uh, up here on your dad jokes one night. Like oh, absolutely. Everyone, absolutely. Go follow Danielle and Sylvia Beachy, Rescue the Fosters. Go follow them, too. Gotta give a shout Twitter. out. Love Twitter. Um, also, all my girls on here tonight, before we get off, all my girls, my awesome true crime cold case ladies uh i'm moving into a new space y'all we're gonna keep talking about this but i am here for healing and fun and lightness so if you at all are interested in like the clean beauty movement or detoxifying your skin and makeup bag and all that fun silly stuff let me know dm me on twitter let me know i've got a great company i just started uh partnering with crunchy cosmetics we've got um a great team starting and just moving into that space of like healing and uh taking care of ourselves we've got so many moms that have had their kids taken and ripped from them and been fighting for years and just you know being drained of everything so i i want we offer all this craziness but also i want to offer the positive and solutions solutions, yeah and moving forward and um for me that that was a really you know i i actually had started with crunchy cosmetics and skincare um before my children were taken it was something my daughter and i did together it was really really special um, and so I'm getting back to that and we're starting awesome teams with Danielle and Sylvia and many other awesome ladies. Um, so it's not just the products and everything, obviously in today's day and age, but it's also the network and, you know, community and the fun, you know, we're going to do little workshops and things. And I'm really looking forward to that while I develop, uh, you know, these retreat centers and raise funds for protect American families mm. and, all that. So this coming week, I will be putting out a fundraiser for everyone. Uh, we need to raise some funds for more paperwork and credentials for the nonprofit, as well as to register me uh, as a lobbyist on the state level. So I've already done the, the county level, but we're going for the state level. That's only about $50 or so, but some of these other 
fees add up for the paperwork. So we're going to be putting that out this week. And I want to see, Megan, I want to see videos of you being the lobbyist. That's going to be so fun. I can't wait for those videos. By the way, you're talking about this makeup. You didn't even mention anything about my foundation. Is it good tonight? You know, this is Crunchy funny, foundation. When I texted you before the show tonight, and I was like, bro, it's happening raw. Like, I got no makeup on tonight. I got no <laughs> hair. And I literally was thinking about this. I was like, you know, Gino just shows up. Like, he doesn't get to put on makeup. He has to show, like, I'm here, and this is me. And you do it so wonderfully every time. Oh, thanks. I'm in Florida, and I look like powder like I'm sick because of the white background and the lighting. But you look like you live in Florida all year round, bro. So It's the light. It's the lighting in here. It's the light. I get a little, I, I do have a natural dark tone to my skin. People say, I never thought I was. I don't know. Apparently I do. But um, I I do tan okay, but I'll burn first and then I have to let it like peel and then I get the, you know, that, that bronze look or whatever. But actually the Hollywood Reporter said Donald Trump, Donald Trump wanted to call it tonight. I skin cancer and I stayed out of the sun my whole life. So, you know, life is yeah. life. How bizarre is that? I'm powder. It's that Scottish <laughs> right in me. I mean, Irish. It's that Irish. Go ahead. There's, this, this mafia talk. It's it's ridiculous. This Irish mafia. It's so, so insane. My dad is like literally in every Irish like publication there could be if you look online. Of course. Online. It's of course, crazy. Yeah. Gino went West Hollywood on us. <laughs> yeah. He got that spray tan. He's got that spray girl in the bag. We don't know. Oh gosh, good stuff. Well, I don't see any more questions. Everybody's out of questions, supposedly. Uh, oh, there was, there was actually, there was one more. Doctor Wright, do we know his full name? I, you know what, you guys are killing me because I just closed all my tabs with all that information because I thought we were done with it. So oh, I don't remember so his. Good, I don't remember guys, his. All that stuff. Sorry. Just yeah, go back. Back a little bit in the show. See his name if you really can't find it because I know that might be a minute message gino's on twitter y'all go yeah. follow gino on yeah. twitter everybody i know i never promote my social media stuff i kind of like it kind of quiet to be honest yeah so it's kind of nice no, you don't and you don't post stuff like the shows and i stuff. don't so i'm like i'm gonna do it for gino everyone go follow gino on twitter post his at, show for him please like yeah, at, at did you know you know what's funny, Megan? I am the worst self-promoter in the history of promoting. Honestly, like I hate it. I can't stand it. I don't even like saying click on the thumbs up. I don't like any of that stuff. It's okay when I'm talking about other people. Like, like, hey, guess what? Megan's PayPal is right there at the bottom. Of no, that's I know. That's Family that's Farm and Faith at gmail.com. <laughs> like, that's easy. But like, I don't like, uh, I don't know. Never liked that no stuff. One likes to, no one likes to like, uh, put a like or to donate. I think they're scared. With but, no one's names no. are going out, by the way. No, right, exactly. <laughs> if you like or donate, your name will not be divulged. It's okay. <laughs> um, I want you, before we go real quick, the ones that I sent over real quick to you about oh, yeah. um, the funeral. Yes. Uh, with my mother and that one other article, I want to give again. We've been we actually have been shouting her out all night. We didn't mean to, but Mc, uh, McBray um, over on the chat has been awesome uh, doing the dil their due diligence and researching, and really been awesome. Like we're here for this, um, and they found 
these articles, which I actually had not seen the one, especially this one, especially um, now disregard the right. Oh no, it is talking about on the right side. Okay. So the left side is my mother, obviously with my father, the pose grieving. And they always have these hats. Like my mother, since I was yeah. little, has been obsessed with like the royal family and like the princess die princess died like she literally yeah. got her hair cut short she said she told me i was gonna marry uh what's the old the weird one uh william well they're all weird but anyway <laughs> <They're> the, all... <laughs> you know the fake callahan walsh clone you know callahan walsh my brother and prince william are like two total puppet groomed just shells um but anyways she the, so this i guess is at the funeral um, grieving John Ravey Walsh of Hollywood, Florida, attend funeral services for their six-year-old son, Adam, whose head was found Monday. So this is like just day, like if they're referring to it as Monday, then what day is this? Like the weekend after that Monday <laughs> oh, God. in a canal along the Florida term. What, but isn't that real? Like that's a big yeah. deal. So your son's head was just found. You've already got the funeral going. I'm talking right. off the cuff here, guys. Okay. Like, right, real quick too, Megan. I can't tell you how many pictures. I can't tell you how many pictures of your mom. She just looks totally disengaged. Like her eyes are always big and looking somewhere else. Well, and then we know that these people are also, I'm going to be the jerk. These people, people are not thinking about the fact that they were using cocaine and drugs and other stuff when their child goes missing and then what? Either the days and weeks surrounding it thereafter, they're still using, or they're withdrawing, right? Right. If you're yeah. doing that. Yeah. And we see puffy eyes, and then it's disguised as a mother in grief. And I'm the big jerk for saying this because it's a mother in grief, and how dare you? And I did that for my entire life. But this is not the this is not the facts of the matter. The facts of the matter that this is. They're saying found on Monday and they've already got a funeral going on with what? What was in the coffin? Right. Nothing was in the Nothing. coffin. Nothing. It's all for it show. It was an empty coffin. Yeah, what a show it? coffin. That's, that's taken me Masonic right there. Okay, yeah. I digress. Mike, Mike said the wardrobe upgrade after Adam's death was, was massively apparent. Hollywood wardrobe Massive. provided by the deep state. Yeah, McBride, McBride, thank you so much for the comment. The the McBride nice uh, words there. McBride, no, that was that was Mike. That was Mike. But McBride said, "I like quiet people like Eugene." Oh, quiet is probably not the right word to, to 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 define who I am. I am not a quiet person. I can definitely tell you that I'm very outgoing. Uh, well, but I I, I will say something yeah. to the upgrading of the uh, wardrobe. Sorry, I just totally cut that off that whole vibe so you're fine like, you're I'm fine still in it, and I'm tired. your show so, I'm your sorry. show it's good uh yeah that's right it's mine no i'm kidding i'm kidding um but yeah the the wardrobe upgrade is definitely like actually real to look at um and when we especially go back to depositions and accounts of people around my mother especially james campbell stating how and people within the gym and in the community that knew her talking about which is still prevalent to this day about how Ravey Walsh just cares about the money and the look and 
you know, all of that. And, and that's really very, very true, sadly. I mean, my mom, again, was my covert abuser my entire life. And then my dad would throw me to the wolves, if you will, so that, you know, she was abusing me, she was and us, she wasn't abusing him, right? And, uh, and they have this very sick dichotomy and relationship. I mean, I think this picture even shows it and the whole story shows it. I mean, who is John Walsh? You're like just this guy that we see in this picture behind and oh, your wife cheated. She had this love, living lover. She's doing all the coke and you're so innocent and she leaves the boy. And I mean, what, what are we really doing here with the messaging that was put out? And again, yes, the haircut short, the hats, the suits, the, I mean, the wardrobe was just the, to have been put through the industry myself and what we all know about the industry at this point to watch this is, is a very, and to observe this stuff uh, overall is, is very telling. Very. Now, Megan, I want to read this part of this article because I think this is very telling. Now, mind you, this is what, 1983, October 7th, 1983. This is, they're promoting the Adam movie that is coming on television. It says, Adam will be telecast Monday night from 9 to 11 on NBC, closed caption. Martha Scott, Paul, Regina, Mason Adams, Richard Masur, and John Boston co-star. In July 1981, the Walshes, a handsome young couple living in Hollywood, Florida, are understandably mystified and frightened when six-year-old Adam simply vanishes from the toy department of a large department store. Although he was left only for a minute or two and had been taught by his parents to avoid contact with strangers, John Walsh's best efforts at organizing a search involving the cooperative community and police yield nothing. So, <laughs> I mean, this sounds like a Hollywood script for sure. None of this is true. As the numbing reality and sense of helplessness begins to close in on Walsh, shocked to learn that the resources of the FBI cannot be used to get the word out on Adam. Furthermore, he is told that the details on his son's disappearance, like those on the one million children who dis one million children who disappear yearly okay if if one million children are disappearing yearly in 1983 why was there never a movie made about it before why all of a sudden i think we need to ask that question cannot be communicated to other police departments until it can be proven that he was indeed kidnapped soon the walsh's appear on several national talk shows to appeal for more information on adam Staggering under the weight of their grief, even their bedrock their bedrock marriage seems wow. to teeter precariously. I can't even read anymore. I'm going to throw up. Sorry. No, we got the Flintstones in here. What are we doing? No, excuse Sorry. 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 <laughs> oh, my gosh. As it, I mean, think about that. Staggering under the weight of their grief, even their bedrock marriage seems to teeter precariously. Oh, my gosh. Come on. Yeah, they were rocking the bed. All right. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Don't, don't go there. Don't I'm go there. I'm fighting it. I'm fighting it. Yeah. I mean, come on. A Hollywood script right there in the newspaper promoting a movie. Okay. A million kids are going missing in 83. This is the first such movie. Maybe there was a couple more. I don't, I don't recall. I was young. Um, let's say there were. We'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But why are a million kids disappearing every year first of all and why aren't we fixing that problem that seems like that should be an issue that needs to be addressed especially and when we know that the majority has to do with some a family member someone close to the family 
family, but we're going to ignore that. Go ahead, Gina. No, but it's so true. And and the whole article is this, you know, piece on how wonderful people they are and, and, and just, gosh, this movie just encapsulates what they've had to deal with the last two years. It's a bunch of crap. Like that, if you watch the movie, and I, I, I couldn't bear watching the whole thing, I got to tell you, it was miserable. I did, I skipped through and I'd watch parts. And by the way, I never did find that scene, Megan. I know I've seen it before and I cannot it's find it in that, that movie. you said two, and, two years or so after, because where are we in my stuff? We're at like two and a half there we years go. after. There we go. Just saying. Yeah, well, okay, and so I cut you off again on that one that about the scene. So if anyone can find the scene in the movie Adam, where it's a family-approved script, right? And there is a scene that states, uh, or that has my mother at home after Adam's taken, and she's at home, and the phone rings, and she picks it up, and it's someone, it's a woman saying that they are Adam's new family, and that he's doing well. Something about he has an ATV or a bike, you know, something like that, that he rides around, some connotation about that. And then my mother, played by Joe Beth McWilliams, you know, starts screaming in the scene and says, no, Adam's dead. She hangs up the phone and then they move on. And like no one really pays attention to that scene in the family approved script that happened. Joe so Beth if was can in. Find that, please let us know because we're trying to. I just haven't had time. Gino said he just watched and didn't uh, see it. So find by it the way, for me, please, because I. Joe Beth. Joe Beth was in Poltergeist, so you know she was quite That's famous at that thing. time. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And if anyone, oh, she was in Poltergeist. My son, my third, fourth cousin, Drew Barrymore's in the Exorcist, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Heather yeah. Rourke uh, and Steven Spielberg and all this weirdness. I mean, it's just. Can I know. do my worst Jim Carrey imitation? Remember in Pet Detective when he's like, I have exercised the demons. <laughs> Sorry, that was. <laughs> I thought you were going to do like the Ace Ventura. Yeah, no, I didn't do that, no. That's the voice was bad funny. enough. Yeah. Yeah. No. I have exercised the demons. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can't, I'm still trying not to puke. I'm, I've got like throw up in my mouth from reading that. Like how this, like the marriage was bedrock. <laughs> Who comes up with this crap? Mike, were you writing those scripts back then? <laughs> 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 but that's the thing. That's it. We cannot deny that. We can't overlook that. It is, you know, for me, this is like, wow, what scripted, I mean, these were high paid. It's just like when I saw the allegations against me to take my children, I was like, I cannot, out of all this, I can't wait to find out who wrote this crap because this is going to, this is going to get to a root of a lot of things. And then when I saw such crazy, literal correlations and copycats of you know what we're finding within adam's case then put in the allegations against me in my case i mean people want to talk all these different terms and QAnon and blah 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 and all this modern stuff i can't keep up with but talk about straw man really Mm. like creating someone on paper in the courts and everything that is not at all the reality of what is going on and i think that in the opposite effect that could maybe correlate to this case here that we're looking at and would be also a reason when we're seeing fall guys 
we're still we're seeing even with my friend Lindsay Harris's case and from you know the Finger Lakes into being trafficked and murdered out in Las Vegas and my dad profiling it over and over again seeing that completely covered for with police again involved with these you know media platforms with Fox with you know all of it it's the same similar thing so I, I yeah. think that you know that's that's a a reality that we need to take into consideration we need to look at so i know there's always legalities and all this stuff these days but there's also free speech so and opinions tanya i was thinking the same thing have they cut it out of the movie i don't know maybe there was a shorter version maybe for commercials or something they needed to get their sponsors in i don't know i do recall seeing that scene though i know i've seen no, it it was, so I don't... it was there yeah. and if anything it would have been over the past two and a half years if it's cut out or anything craziness like like this which they are getting to um it would have been in the last years because we have seen that scene in it we know it's in there and uh they we've also seen them do weird stuff in in censorship and remember that article yeah. we found a couple of weeks ago someone sent and it was this whole article about the daughter of john walsh and hmm. it was like <laughs> not me like, like who was is this person per it was like an article written it seemed like it would have been like an article written by ai if i had like followed in my father's footsteps you know it's like she's a chief of i'm like does this maybe this woman like exists i mean maybe i was her, just like, gonna say going that on? she had a husband by what the name of michael or something and mm -hmm. kids and this was john walsh's daughter and i'm like <laughs> wow this is some wild stuff here <laughs> Maybe in one of his sexcapades, there is another one walking around. Well, that's uh, another thing. We found, we went back to that Overland Drive uh, address in Pasco County, Gabby Petito, and uh, Holiday, Florida, where there's this Brett D. Walsh that keeps popping up everywhere. Hmm. I mean, people are like, oh, she had kids with these different fathers, or oh, different, like, I was a conservative for what I grew up in. Like, I was hmm. the jerk for what I grew up in. Like my dad's friends have like third and fourth, fifth marriages. They have kids in all parts of the world that they don't even know they had. Like this is the lifestyle. When you are in it, you don't like talk about it because you think it's normal. Like that's what you're told is normal. Like if you have one marriage, you know, that's a big deal. And then also we have like the whole feminist movement, like have kids with who you want, pop culture, 20 baby daddies. Like I was in the initiation of that, like in the programming of that. But Megan, Megan, you're, now you're just making excuses. Your mom and dad had a bedrock marriage. Okay, come on. Yeah, bedrock. <laughs> yeah, like there's no floor to the car is, is what they mean there. Like, <laughs> Bare feet. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so stupid. Bflow80 said, I have a million questions, but I've got to process this. So, yeah, 80, I mean, a million questions is going to, it's going to take a minute. It'll take more than one show. I promise you that. I encourage everyone to take time to process. <laughs> yeah. yeah, McBray, I swear, I think they cut it out too. I've been through that movie. I'm not joking. Last week, I spent probably four hours skimming through the whole, I'm like, come on. I know it's here. They I've took, seen it. They took down the 2019 audit off of the National Center once the Hollywood reporter, Mike Pack, exposed it with me and we showed that they were getting 
for over four to thirty-five to forty million dollars federal funding a year, and they took that down on their own self-audit. So you know, I don't like to buy into that stuff where it gets conspiratorial. Maybe they took it down, maybe they didn't. But I gotta say, we've been talking about it a lot, and I've been vocal. So if it isn't there, then you know we're in the land of censorship. I guess I can't believe I'm saying these things maybe maybe look for full cut just put full cut in the search and maybe something else pulls up and see and if the time differences like on the movie. movie after adam was taken then it's like the days after weeks leading after and that's where the scene would be and i've watched it with my own eyes I, like, i've seen it i remember time. that scene yeah, yeah. Like... yeah i know mcbray it's hard i looked everywhere i tried searched high and low and i watched i literally the nauseating <laughs> It was so nauseating watching it over and over again. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to watch this scene again to see if it's here. Um, McBray yeah. is like my McGruff. Like, she's on it. <laughs> no idea. Okay. So well, what do you say we close up shop, Mike? Nipless Christmas. What's happening over here? We got it. Everyone, we'll yeah, no. you know, I, think, I think we can end on that one for next week. Hey, tonight, guys, was kind of off the cuff. We're, we're getting a little looser because... I think you're seeing more and more of what we're dealing with here and what we're supposed to take seriously. So um, hopefully you guys can process this, which is very important. It's a lot of information. Um, please share it out. Um, again, you know, this, what they do, I, I can't get work if I tried. What they do is attack resources. Um, we even have a big issue within this movement now as far as you know infighting and people on our side taking resources and hiding stories and so it's even at that level guys um so if you have any bid i know the holidays are coming up or whatnot but i do work for the people for free and for our children and families um, we're going to have to be asking you all for more donations in the future for the nonprofit and to actually start making uh, responses to this and doing that work. But in the meantime, um, any donation for the work that we do and to keep me going um, is very much appreciated. Prayers are first and foremost, um, but unfortunately money is where they attack us. Um, you know, I'll, I'll digress from going into the court stuff and why I can't fight properly for my children, why none of us can in this. But uh, if you have any little bit and, and feel it in your heart to support our work, you know, it has been crucial. We've survived this far on that and the great good people of, of this country and, and that we stand up for every day. So that's available below in PayPal and Cash App, Family Farm and spelled out faith at gmail.com. Also, um, money sign M Walsh Consulting. Um, if you, again, feel moved or can contribute in any way that is beyond essential for us, I don't think people understand the severity of it. And I need to, I'm saying it tonight because I need to uh, stand up and, and be better about really conveying that this is how we survive. Um, and, and I am also moving into a place of more risk by being vocal about who is gatekeeping the real stories and who is, uh, 
you know, saying that they care about this, this cause and are not necessarily doing that through action yet profiting greatly and taking away from real stories and the needs of real people in terms of resources and donations. So we really, really, I really, really thank you all um, for joining tonight and watching and being open. Please share this. I thank you for any donations or contributions, any prayers. Um, and again, Gino is on the board with Protect American Families, and we are working towards the website, hopefully the end of this month or early in the new year, uh, so that everyone interested can be starting their own uh, community and local chapters, and we can be addressing this whole thing because it's all connected as well as that is. So I will hand it over to Gino. I want to thank everyone for joining us tonight and God bless as always reach out to us on Twitter, follow us over there, share, share, share. Thank you, Megan. Uh, yes, it is one big sticky web. All of it's entangled together and it's disgusting and it needs to come down and we're, I, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. I know we are. Um, please follow Rescue to Fosters. We do a show on Thursday nights. Actually, it's been sometimes it's been three nights a week. We've had so many guests. Um, we've had great guests on there, great um, parents that have been through the struggle, just as Megan has, and that are really hurting. Um, and just like Megan said, we're all about the healing. That's what this is going to be. It's going to be a mass healing on the other side of this thing. And so we really need your help financially. We need whistleblowers to come forth. If you're in the system, if you're a social worker, if you run uh, any department in the government or in the in a department in the government that is working with, with uh, anything to do with children and families, please, if you've seen the corruption, we need you to speak. You can, you can do it anonymously. Uh, if you want to just come on for an interview and do your voice, that's fine. We can, we can protect you that way. Um, if you want to send a letter and tell us what you've seen, that would be great too. Send a DM to, to Sylvia, to Megan or Danielle. All those things would be appreciated. We really need voices from within the four walls uh, to come forward at this time. The National Center for National... Children. I have had Absolutely. people come forward and say, you know, your parents are never even in the building at the same time unless it's for a photo op. I mean, this or I was working with your brother on this project, and once I started seeing things that I wasn't liking, I started questioning. He ghosted me. That's a big thing they do. They like to not answer anything. They avoid everything. This is the theme. Um, and that's how they're getting away with it, honestly. So if you worked within the National Center, if you worked in any, you know, relation to that as well, I didn't, you know, I just want to, I want to add that. No, I that's a great point. Glad you did. That a lot. So, um, yeah. and we've families, had come forward. Families yeah. are worth it, folks. You got it. We got to do something. We can't just sit on our hands anymore. Or we lose it all. So let's, let's be proactive. Let's get things done together and we win. God wins. Also, spaces this Tuesday. Is it spaces or space? I always forget. I think it's space. Like, Twitter. Space. So it's X like X space, space, Twitter I mean, space, like whatever you want to call it. His kids yeah. don't even get names. So whatever. We're <laughs> in X true. space so on true. Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, go, go over there. Mike, the Hollywood reporter who was in the chat, and Megan are doing a show every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. It's been great. Mike goes through some threads that he has on Twitter looking at some of the um, high strangeness and crimes that are going on with people in uh, 
in our government and also just in celebrities. You'll find all kinds of a, a, a mismatch of things going on there. Excellent show. I, I, the last one was so good. I was just like, this is we awesome. Had, I, I didn't want to. We had a great yeah. one last week. Yeah, I didn't want to tell you. Hollywood Reporter yeah. on Twitter. He's got the recording up. I have it on my page too. If you use the search bar, but you know, um, I think I titled it. Um, what is it? Finders, keepers, losers. Yes, weepers, losers, weepers. So. Yes, that was really yeah, good. So that was a good one. Go check Lots that one evidence. out, and we'll be back on Tuesday night at, yeah. at nine Eastern Standard Time. And if I, if uh, you want to see me tomorrow night, I am having Joseph Jordan back. He is a MUFON investigator, mutual UFO network guy. Um, he's also founder of CE4 Research. That is. Um, <clears throat> Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, in case you don't know. So all things alien tomorrow. Those are always fun shows. Lots of people like enjoy that. We are of the opinion there are no such thing as aliens. They're demonic. It's just demons. Um, so if you want to come over and watch that, it's right here on Insight Channel, 9 p.m. tomorrow, Eastern Standard Time. The Blender with my, my co-host Michael, CPN down there in Texas. And that's a fun show always. And I think, Megan... I think we're going to do dad jokes with Joe. <laughs> Joe's, Joe's kind of a, Joe's so cool. He's kind of a straight shooter, but I think it'll be funny if he does dad jokes with us or, or maybe we're going to do dry ones from him. Be yeah. Like super. Good, super. Know? Maybe we'll do alien jokes only tomorrow. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, I can't. I'm already controversial enough. I got to stay away from that stuff. Yeah. Even though they yeah. tried to train me and tell me that there were aliens, but I knew better. The Lord's good. <laughs> Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get into that stuff. So don't, don't. Call it's me fun. It's good that. discussion. He's been um, on, on about six or seven times. I want in on dad jokes one night. I've, you I've will. You, we will have, I, I will have like a special get, like we'll do like a mystery guest. I was actually mystery guest on a, a good friend of mine here, Ron from better lately. Go follow better lately here on rumble folks. Great show. It's a fun, fun show. But he's like, Hey, do you want to be a mystery guest on my Monday night show? I'm like, yeah, that'd be fun. So I was yeah. the mystery guest last Monday. That was fun. But oh yeah, gosh. so maybe we'll do that with you. We'll, we'll kind of have like a silhouette. We're kind of giving it away right now, I guess. But we'll have like a silhouette of you. and <laughs> It's not really secret anymore, I guess. It was like our Twitter space the other night. This is secret, but here it is. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, we don't have yes. anything to hide. I'll be the secret guest. Everyone pretend you're surprised. And tell yeah, I just pretend you're surprised. You don't know who I am. We got some dad jokes coming up. Everyone join. It'll be fun. Watch, please. Uh, we love you all. God bless. Yes. It's it's over. This is done. Let's get off. Everyone's That's ready it. to go to bed. We went three hours and twenty one minutes. It worked. Oh, God. Yeah. All right. Is... We left. Yes. Have I a blessed night. Hopefully, a we'll see you tomorrow, night, next Saturday, eleven p.m. Same place, same time. Okay. See you then. Have a great night.